Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and a busy day uh, today on the Mosley Show. We got a lot of great guests, Tim Kawakami from uh, The Athletic to talk about Trey Lance right off the top. Well, not off the top, but at 320. And then um, that's going to be fun. And we've got Mac Rhodes later in the program, 520 today. We'll kind of get things rolling with Mac, see what's on his mind as we get ready for week one, Bears versus Texas State. I don't sense that Aaron Sexton, by the way, Drake Toll will join us today. He'll, his two-hour ride will begin at 4 o'clock, and he'll just slide right in there. Uh, and Aaron will say, Mosley, he's, he's made it in here, and then we'll, uh, we'll, he'll go the rest of the way with us. So he's usually 3 to 5, but uh, we'll get him in here 4 to 6 today. And he's got uh, big things coming up this weekend. We got the kickoff show. I think he's got weddings. I mean, it's a it's a very big weekend for young Drake Toll, and he'll be joining us uh, uh, very soon. Now, Aaron, the Rangers. Does this not feel like like a huge winning streak that they have? Now, they've won three of four. They had that one gut punch that they lost. They've won two games in a row against the sad sack New York Mets. But Aaron, this is this is desperately what they needed. And I kind of always like to see the ESPN analytics like their matchup predictor and it appears the Rangers have a 60% chance of winning tonight's game. So, uh they're sending Dane Dunning out to the mound. Uh, 336 ERA on the season. Uh, like a lot of the pitchers, he's had a – lately there have been a couple of hiccups. But uh, they're facing a pitcher tonight. And, again, these are the probable – and I think we actually have the lineups now because this game starts, I believe, first pitch is at 540. Aaron, we'll kind of finish up Mac, and then I think we'll just be able to say good night, send everybody right to – oh, Aaron, we got the big – we got the coaches show, don't we? Yes. I'm getting my days mixed up. So we'll have coaches show tonight at 7. So we'll let you know where you can hear the Rangers tonight because uh, we'll have Dave Aranda on that coaches show. Always has great guests on there. And, uh, of course, uh, John Morris, the man, the myth. He'll uh, be managing that. And uh, he is uh, always talking to Coach Aranda. Aaron, this, uh, this Reyes pitching for the Mets, uh, didn't, didn't either D-E-N-Y-E, uh, I kind of like Denny, but I bet it's like Denny or something. Uh, he is uh, 
his season stats right now sitting on 750 ERA. All right, so that's kind of guy. That's kind of guy you want to face. Now he hadn't had a lot of innings or anything, so he's fine. He's fine. I was looking at him to see. Uh, 26 years old, and he came over from Baltimore. I mean, let's see. 0 and 2 record this season with a 750. ERA. He's only pitched 12 innings. He's got seven strikeouts, seven walks. That's who the Mets are sending out there. Aaron, I like the Rangers' chances, and while I hate the collapse that the Rangers had, kind of fun, kind of a fun, I mean, to see all three teams nodded, and there's like one, Aaron, there's one little tiny percentage point where one of the three is behind the other two but basically they're all tied right they're all tied atop the AL West Aaron that would have been crazy to suggest even like three weeks ago even three weeks ago that seemed really unlikely because sitting here in August you just feel like having a five or six game lead over the Mariners felt pretty secure you were more worried about the Astros and oh, by the way, the collapse hits, and the Mariners stepped on the gas. Now the Mariners lost a game. Aaron, was that to? Did they lose to Oakland last night? Did you see that? They did with one of their better pitchers on the mound. Wow! Oakland jumped on them three zero early, and they couldn't never recover. That's why you got to play the games. And um, Aaron always kind of like taking a peek at the. Uh, I was looking to find that that. Uh, that game. Rangers, by the way, win two to one. And I went back later last night and kind of watched how it unfolded. It's it's scoreless tie, and Garver comes up in the seventh and just I mean, just rips one out of there. Aaron, the TV announcers are kind of getting a little caught on these on these uh, home runs. I don't know if it's hard sometimes in certain ballparks, but like even on Garver's, it's kind of like. <laughs> Dave Raymond, who we've had on, I like. He was like, that could have a chance. Aaron, where did that ball end up? Like <laughs> like up in the third deck or something? I mean, it was way out of there. And, he, and I just kind of liked it. He's like, it might be a chance. And, of course, Araldus made everyone nervous. They're two outs. They're up 2-0. And Araldus gives up a home run. But he got the final out. Everything was okay. And they win it. Two to one, Aaron. Do you still feel like no matter who they throw out there, uh, they're going to blow a save, or did you? Or when you see when you see Chapman because of his velocity, here's what I don't like. I I mean I I hate it when he throws a slider. Like I, I I just like just blow them away, man. But I guess they can sit on those things, right? It doesn't matter if it's 99 or 100. If they're sitting on it, and he throws it in the wrong spot. They'll put it out of the park. But, man, he made somebody that's a good hitter look silly. Was it Alonzo? I think Alonzo was up there, and just Alonzo did not even look like a big league hitter. Just flies one right by him. Uh, And the Rangers beat the Mets 2-1. to Kudos, Aaron, at this point, you don't want to turn it over to the bullpen too early. But... Heaney, Heaney's five and a third was a good five and a third. Like, and I was fine when they took him out. Stratton comes in, does fine, gets him out of things. But Heaney, 
seven strikeouts and five and a third, five hits, one walk. I was fine with that. And I know it's not technically like a quality start, but that's a great outing. For, for what they've been, what they needed from Heaney, that's fine. That's fine. I like Burke. I like, the, I like what Brock Burke looks like earlier this season, Aaron. There was a time I wanted Burke. I didn't want him at AAA. I wanted him out in Frisco. I did not want to see him at the big league level. I like Burke. I like Burke. Four, uh, two strikes here. Two uh, strikeouts. Will Smith, don't want to see him anywhere near a game, but he was fine. Um, throws seven pitches, gets through an inning, six strikes, and just boom, boom, boom. He gets you through the eighth, and here comes Araldus. Araldus made us all nervous, but that was that was good to see. And then, by the way, that was Zeke Duran with that insurance run, which turned out to be huge. Uh, singles to left, and Aaron, that was that was not a like, hey Zeke, can you sneak something through the left side? That was big. Big Zeke came up there and said, "I'm going to sit on one of these pitches, and I'm going to hammer it." And here comes Jankowski racing around. So love everything about it. And when you can win a game, when the great Simeon and Seeger go a combined 0 for 7, you got to take it and you move on. Thank you, Mitch Garver. Aaron, have you been watching what Garver, I know most of the talk has been about this collapse. Have you noticed what Garver's done in the last two weeks? I mean, he is, he is bombs away. Uh, Mitch Garver is, is just hitting everything out. And I am, uh, I am really, I just, I don't know if they've steadied the ship, but what do you call that, Aaron? Just kind of like a brief, a brief riding of the ship. Um, now here's the lineup. Uh, it just came out a little while ago. This, this, uh, this lineup with the, uh, the lineup against the Mets, Everything they got Mitch again. Mitch is settled in nicely in the five hole. Uh, he's DHing. Um, Heim is back in there to catch at six, uh, batting six. Travis Jankowski seven, Zeke eight, Leodi center field in batting ninth. Fine with that. Fine with that. Uh, Aaron, can you imagine old Young? I don't know how long it'll take him because Seeger's a guy when he comes back, he comes back raking. I don't know what young, but, I mean, think about that, Aaron. I guess there's still a chance you get him back with about 10 games left, right? And you put him in the lineup. And then Avaldi uh, threw a bullpen. I believe he was going to throw a bullpen yesterday. That's something to watch. Um, And, of course, everybody in baseball is talking about a story we had yesterday, Aaron. The Angels making just a mockery of of – of waivers and uh and and here's also something i love the uh the tiebreakers sorting out all the tiebreakers in the al west i mean this is this is gonna be fun now aaron if you were a betting man take your rangers fandom out of the equation what do you think well and you we could probably look this up i'm sure vegas has it but it's a three-way race everybody's tied right now do the Astros get the nod from Vegas based on their pedigree? The World Series pedigree, who they are, or do the Mariners, because they're so dang hot right now, hitting the ball, pitching, everything, or do the Mighty Rangers? 
who are leaking oil but about to get a couple of reinforcements. Aaron, do you think, or is this about as even as you could have it? Like, if you're handicapping this in Vegas, let's not even worry about looking up Vegas. Aaron, I just want to hear your progna, uh, you know, I, don't, I want to hear your call. Uh, how, would you, how would you handicap this thing between the three teams? Just going off history, and I hate to say this as a Rangers fan, I would, I would say I think Seattle will fall off. I think the Astros win the division, and the Rangers will, win, will get a wild card. Rangers get the wild card. Aaron has Seattle falling off. And uh, by the way, Will Smith last night um, fielding that bunt with two outs to end the inning. Way to go. Way to go. Will Smith's been awful lately. Uh, That was nice. And then, um, Aaron, one other Rangers note that I think people will be interested in. Jack Leiter back on the mound and the Rangers are saying they saw real improvement. After six weeks of a developmental program, this was a huge draft pick, and Chris Young saying yesterday, Aaron, that there was improvement, real improvement, through a lot of quality strikes, the misses were smaller, and the strikes were more competitive. It was very encouraging for him and us. The outing wasn't going to be judged on the results, but the results followed. Um, struck out four and um, allowed one home run, kind of a Texas leaguer, in 47 pitches. Threw 32 of his 47 pitches for strikes. Next start expected Sunday against Corpus. So he was the second overall pick, obviously, in 2021. He is in 38 starts. He's five and 15 with a 5.48 ERA. Aaron, do you still find yourself daydreaming? Daydreaming a little bit about Lighter, though. I mean, it's way too early to to just give up on him. But that was concerning for him to have to go to that developmental uh, uh, level. I mean, that did not feel good at all. And uh, and I think this is. Uh, I mean, are you are you? Does this make you feel better about our man Jack Leiter? It does because he started out just like he had a rocket ship strapped to his back as far as his trajectory towards the major league, and then all of a sudden he hit a wall and he couldn't get anybody out. And all the reports that I heard were not good. So this is, yes, this is a, a this is very good news. Yeah, very, very good news. Now, also good news. Uh, we have a major guest coming up at 310 – or 320, that's Tim Kawakami from The Athletic, one of the original founders of The Athletic and a great longtime voice in San Francisco, a tremendous writer, and uh, he will have great thoughts on Trey Lance, the trade, what it means for the Cowboys and even the 49ers and the Cowboys, the fact the Cowboys can't seem to get past them. Uh, We will talk to Tim Kawakami, and we'll do that next. This is ESPN Central Texas.
In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha Boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. 
Rise and Dine with a Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like Huevos Rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Tim Kawakami joining me now. And, uh, Tim, it's fun to visit with you. We used to see each other at 49ers, Cowboys games, have touched base over the years. Great to have you on the station. It had a nice little trade between the two teams. And, Tim, people have been reaching out to you nonstop via Twitter. I like watching you on Twitter. You'll, you'll give people a little grace. And at some point, you've, you know, you've kind of had enough. But uh, I love watching the interaction. But welcome to the show. Hey, good to be on. Good to be on. Hey, I'm just glad I, uh, I'm going to 49ers uh, practice today. And there's a Beyonce concert at uh, Levi's Stadium. It took me about 45 minutes to try to get to some place where it usually takes me about 15. So I just had fun trying to drive around with all the streets closed. Uh, but it's all for the better cause, the better cause of Beyonce. Uh, Will you... Just another thing, just another thing on a very hectic week for the 49ers. I, I feel like you need to see Queen B, though. I mean, to be that close, I mean, to have that opportunity. You saw her at the Super Bowl, probably, when yes, I did. Yes. Maybe that was in Houston. But, uh, yeah, you. I mean, Beyonce, I, I would want to see that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to really allow us. Uh, Taylor Swift was here not too long ago. I was in the stadium, and you were not really allowed to get too close to either. I think I, I wasn't kicked out just because I was out there early, but I think the writers pretty much got kicked out of the stadium, even though that's where we were. So that's life on the larger stage than what we're talking about here, maybe. That's okay. That's okay. We'll see how it goes when I get in there. I do have to talk to Kyle Shanahan, though. Like, that, that is a nut must. We'll figure out how to do that. Yeah, well, this Trey Lance trade, I, I'm just kind of wondering how it hit you and, and kind of how now that you've kind of had a day or two to think about this, he ends up with the Cowboys. That adds a whole nother layer to this thing because everything's bigger with the Cowboys, as you know. He ends up in Dallas. I mean, do you do you feel like that's a could be a really good landing spot? You having you know known Mike McCarthy or covered him some over the years and all of that, um, what do you think about that landing place? What was your gut reaction, Tim, when you when you first saw that news come across? Well, my first gut reaction is fourth round is more than they expected, and they said so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more than I expected. I did not think there was going to be a bidding war for Trey Lance. Everything I'd heard was fifth round if they're lucky, you know, conditional fifth that might turn into fourth, a fourth if he plays, and you know, it's going to be hard to find a spot where he actually plays, Cowboys included. Uh, fourth round is interesting. Bidding, sort of a bidding war is interesting. They would have done this, I think, they, they deny it, but I think they would have done this for a fourth rounder at the draft. Like, if they could have got a fourth round, they would have, like, done away with all this stuff, all this conversation, with all the quarterback competition, uh, if they knew they could get one. They 
didn't until the, the Cowboys offered it. So that tells me the Cowboys wanted him. Um, I think he's got a shot to be a pretty good quarterback. I just don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think the Cowboys being a, you know, he gets himself into another playoff situation where every game is important. You're not going to throw away three or four weeks uh, to develop a young quarterback. That's kind of where the four ers got, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he's going to play this year. And I think the four ers kind of made the decision. It wasn't going to be good for him or Lance for, or them this season. If it was for the 49ers, I, you know, the, the Cowboy situation better than me, but I assume Cooper Rush is the backup, right? It comes in as the three. Maybe if something weird happens, he plays a little. I don't think he's better than Dak. I don't think he's ever going to be better than Dak. Obviously, there's contractual stuff. I you know, don't know how this is all going to go, but uh, I think it's a flyer. And if you know, I understand the Cowboys fourth round flyer. He might become valuable. Maybe you flip him for something better next next offseason. I don't know. Um, I just think it's an, another tough situation for him where, you know, he goes to the Falcons, who apparently were not that interested. He goes to another team where they can just say, hey, you know what, for about six weeks here in December and November, we're just going to see what he does. He's got to get the reps. Uh, and maybe at the end of the year, he's something that you know we can look to as a potential starter next season. I just don't think the Cowboys are going to do that. So it's a little curious to me. I'm just looking at it from the four ers side, and they are happy. Mm. They got a fourth round pick. <laughs> They're happy this is over. Uh, I, you know, my contention was they were willing to let this to be a competition. They were, if Trey Lance had outplayed Sam Darnold, he would have been the QB two. It was built for Sam Darnold to win, though. However, if you want to look at that, uh, it was not set up in a way that was going to lean to Trey Lance. I don't think he was terrible, but he certainly wasn't great. Kind of, you know, the history of his career with the 49ers. He hadn't had a lot of starts in the regular season, but he sure had some camps, right? He sure had some full camps Mm -hmm. to show them what he was. Uh, And Kyle Shanahan grew less and less interested in seeing how this (laughs) developed. So Kyle might have, you know, I think it was a misevaluation from the very beginning. Put him under the spotlight. They made this gigantic move for him that was always going to be over his head. At some point, I kept saying you have to throw that away. If you just have to evaluate him straight up, he's not the guy you trade three first round picks for. He's just a guy that you want to evaluate. I think some of it came into their decision making. There was so much pressure on him. There's so much heat on them, but also he got beat out in several camps. Mm-hmm. He just got straight beat out. Even if you're projecting forward, um, it's going to be another year or two, maybe three, for him to be a solid NFL starter that a coach is going to feel, you know, can rely on is dependable. And that was not him with the four Niners. And that time just ran out. And I don't know if he's got that time with the Cowboys. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. something weird's going on there. The quarterback, Jeff Chart, that I don't see, but I just think this is a flyer flyer. And if it doesn't work out, they can move on from it. It's just a fourth round pick. I'm still surprised they gave up a fourth round pick. The four Niners probably would have done it for a fifth. If, I, if you ask me, if, you, if it came down to it, would you do it for a fifth round? I think they would have done it for the fifth mm-hmm. round. They got the fourth, and they're, they're, they're relatively happy about that. Do the Cowboys have to rebuild his confidence in any way, or is that not really in the equation? Is it not like a confidence? Like how much of a hit do you think this all has been to his psyche? I mean, you've been around him. You've interviewed him. Like, how's he kind of built in that regard? And is it more just about his game, or is there some sort of uh, confidence level that they're going to have to repair a little bit uh, because of yeah, all think, this? Yeah, there's something there. At the end, they really started talking about his hesitancy. I think he was afraid to make a mistake. Now, now, and, you know, McCarthy is not exactly an undemanding coach on his quarterbacks either. So, 
Uh, Shanahan was definitely on him. He definitely was on quarterbacks not to make mistakes, make the proper read, and just let it go. And I think Trey had gotten to a point. There were other things they didn't love about him, but that was the final one. Like, you've got the talent. You can, you've can. you had several camps now. Just take two looks and make this decision and go. And I think he was still hesitating there. So if he can get to a spot where it's a lot looser and he can feel free with it, I think that would be good for him. I don't know, again, that the Cowboys are in that spot. I don't know that McCarthy's offense is exactly that way to go. I think Dak, well, he's totally, he's totally the defense guy, right? He's a one, two, three. And right mm-hmm. now, Trey is a one. I don't know about two. Maybe I tighten up and maybe I, oh, well, we just went to four. Whoops, wait a minute. That's the other team. <laughs> um, he's got to get out of that. And again, I don't think that's happening this year. And that was clearly the decision the 49ers made. Uh, really sharp guy, though. Like, really mm-hmm. sharp. They love him in there. Uh, you know, they were more hurt over the personality, losing the personality, losing the guy who rolled with all the punches. There kind of was a little passive-aggressive thing. They got mad at Garoppolo last year, and they loved Trey. It, it always works like that, right? you got a couple quarterbacks. You kind of like the strong – some things about one guy, and because you like that about one guy, you don't like it about the other guy. And he was a guy who stuck around when he was hurt, and he helped out Brock Hurdy and was on the sideline, and Jimmy wouldn't do that just because Jimmy got tired of it. I understand. Like Jimmy was sick and tired of being the quarterback they were set to replace, um, but I think he's like he's gotten. He's still young enough. He's still smart enough. He's uh, the giant miscalculation they made was that he would be athletic enough to get through the bumps. Like okay, you're not reading everything, then grab the ball and just run for 15. He does not have that kind of NFL athleticism. He just doesn't, and, and because of. You know, the pandemic and their lack of ability to, they never got a 40 time on him, Matt. Never. They don't have a 40 time on him. You look at, there's no 40 times for him. How many number three <laughs> overall picks who you're asking to be an athlete, right? That was part of the deal. Do you not have a 40 time on? He couldn't beat safeties. He couldn't beat linebackers to, around the corner. Like he just couldn't do it. So then the bailout for him, which he had to do for the four starts he had as a 49er, was gone. So then he had to win from the pocket. And if he had to win from the pocket, it likely wasn't going to happen. Brock Purdy shows up and can win from the pocket. And then that was basically, it was over for him. Again, if they could have traded him for a fourth round pick, they would have done it in the off season. Mm-hmm. It just extended. And then they made the decision and then they got the fourth round pick. I think he can still do a lot of things in this league. I just think the idea that he was, and I, I read this, Oh no, the, you know, the sad part is he doesn't get to expand Kyle Shanahan's offense. He doesn't expect, you know, around the corners, he was the guy who was going to change it. No, he wasn't actually <laughs> that guy. Like, they kind of looked at that. It didn't happen. Uh, he's going to have to win as a much more traditional quarterback in the NFL, and he's not ready to do that. You know, he had one game in his final year at North Dakota State, again, because of the pandemic, it screwed him. He had mm-hmm. four starts with the Four Niners. He got hurt three times. Um, like, it just, they were not going to play a 23 year old who only played five, you know five starts in three years and i don't know that the cowboys are the team that's going to do it i don't know how much he's going to learn in practice how much he's going to learn qb3 in the room maybe but uh, i think cowboys t- is a better position for him than four nights just because he gets away from the trade and all this discussion mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a great spot for him though Jerry will have him at about a four or five all right jerry may hand time <laughs> yeah, it himself the mental 40 sign. Uh, he's already clicked that one off. Uh, I, I just, and maybe he gets faster or something, but man, he, 
I, I said this, like he actually kind of looks slow on the NFL field, surprisingly wow. slow for a guy who gained a thousand yards as a quarterback, but it was at North Dakota state. So he's doing yeah. this against you know, North Dakota and all these other teams in the Missouri, whatever conference they're in, it did not show up in the NFL did not. I mean, not, not even close to showing up. This was not a guy that you could say, okay, play breaks, breaks down and he fakes the pass and he just goes, runs through the defense. He's, he, that's a 50 yard gain. The, the stuff we see Justin Fields do the stuff that Josh Allen did in his first few years. Lance never did anything like that. Like nothing like that. Uh, that was the miscalculation. And you can chalk that up to the pandemic. You can chalk that up to, uh, mm-hmm. could you guys, could you at least get a 40 time yourselves? <laughs> you know, you had to start making a nap. <laughs> uh, and that never happened. And that was the end. That really, that and the Purdy extension is really what cooked this one. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he just can turn into a regular NFL pocket quarterback. He's got a ways to go. I think he can do it. Got a strong arm. Not the strongest, but a strong arm. Uh, He can move a little. Certainly not going to race for, you know, 60 yards, like I said. But he's got a lot of good things. He just didn't have enough of them fast enough for the 49ers. What did Jimmy say? Like that this was like quote more of like some weirdness from the 49ers. Yeah, I don't well, think he said Jimmy a lot, through, but he... weird. It was weird. It was weird. No, Jimmy went through a lot of weird things there. I'll say, hey, I like Jimmy. Jimmy was in the middle of a lot of weird things with the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, it just they've gone through some weird stuff. They really that quarterback's been a bizarre road for them. It's been a lot of great copy. I'll tell you that. I can keep writing yeah. about them over and over and over again. So I will take that. But just to try to keep your eye on the ball with them has been very interesting, has been interesting for them to experience. They think they got the guy now, though. And I, I think I, what I saw in those eight games, like they saw in those eight games, mm-hmm. convinced me you got to go with Brock Purdy. We'll see if he takes a back step. I don't think he's going to be you know, a terrible quarterback. I think he's going to be pretty good, and then we'll see where it ends up. Did uh, uh, Tim Kawakami join in the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas from The Athletic? You should read him there. Did Brock Purdy start popping pretty early on, or was this kind of like, I mean, Dak kind of did when he got his chance. Even before Tony got hurt, Dak was kind of popping in uh, in the preseason on that 2016 season. What was it like with Purdy being the final pick in the draft? And, like, when did y'all, like at training camp or whatever, start thinking, hmm, this might be a little bit better than a, seventh round flyer when did that kind of start taking effect yeah i sure didn't see it i've told shannon this i did not see it although we heard it we started hearing it from around him his people you know the people who know him (laughs) kind of midway through camp and they made the move he went from you know this is back when jimmy was on a side field so he wasn't even on the depth chart uh and purdy went from qb3 to qb2 they moved him ahead of nate sudfeld who was planned to be the backup behind lance this is a year ago uh, and you heard, you know, whispers that Kyle really likes him. He's doing really interesting stuff. Again, I didn't see it. He was like doing dump off passes and three reps a day at training camp. And I was like, I just didn't see it. But Shanahan saw, you know, heard him in the in the room. He took what they were said in the room right to the field. He never hesitated. They loved him. And then he started hearing about him, kind of scout team during the season. Like this guy is interesting. He's zipping it now. Now, listen, you hear that a lot. You know, like you don't always. That doesn't always turn out to be anything, but you heard it. The players were kind of like hinting about it. Then Jimmy comes in for Lance after Lance gets hurt, gets hurt. Jimmy gets hurt, and then Purdy comes in, and then immediately, like the first, he finished the Seattle game. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the Miami game, and there was something there. Like you go, okay, there, this guy is. There's something here. We'll see. 
He beats Tampa in his first start at home. Something It was still good. He was better than Tom Brady in that game. And not Brady's fault. He was rushed to hell. He didn't know he had no time. But Purdy looked good, comfortable. And then Thursday night, road game in Seattle. He had been hurt, broke a rib, we now later find out. Interesting how we find out later, but that's what happened. <laughs> they weren't even sure he was going to play. And the guy made three or four game-turning plays, you know, just winning plays, including, you know, a third-and-one rush where they needed to keep the clock going, and he just runs it and takes the hit, and they win the game. That's where Shannon I, – I mean, I've written this. I was in the locker room after that game. The look in the people's eyes from the executives to the coach to the players. So this is the guy. Like, we got a guy. You know, not saying he's going to be a superstar, but just a guy who they can win with. They felt it. And I talked to Shanahan before before uh, training camp this year, and he said, yeah, that's it. We knew we had a dude. And then Kyle Shanahan speak, when he says the quarterback's a dude, that means something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, had, he was going to be the starter this season because of that and everything else he did if he was healthy. He was healthy, uh, and that was another weird part of all. They, they, you know, even if he wasn't, if he was healthy, maybe they still bring in Darnold. But one of the main reasons they explained they brought Darnold in was, well, we don't even know if Purdy's healthy, so we we need multiple quarterbacks, <laughs> which is true. But once Purdy was healthy, Darnold was, you know, in line to be the backup. Lance had to outplay him, and it just wasn't going to happen. The other key thing was. You know, Shanahan had a package for for Lance in the first two seasons. Like, there's going to be a run-pass option. We're going to do some red zone things with you. He wasn't great, but he had them. Guess what this season? Zero run-pass option plays. None. They were not doing any of them. It was going to be on Brock Purdy's system and, you know, mm-hmm. probably Sam Darnold's kind of system and not in anything where Trey Lance might have an edge over him. Probably was a little hint of the way this one was heading. Well, and by the way, I love that I saw a Bruce Bochy mention from you today. I guess there are Giants fans still out there yearning for the old days. And, of course, we uh, get to see uh, Bochy on a nightly basis. Rangers have uh, hit a little, hit a little rough patch, obviously, as you've that. seen. Uh, but they've kind of gathered themselves, and uh, Mets help with that, right? If you play the Mets, you can turn things around, and they're going for the sweep this afternoon or this evening. So, but um, that has to be weird to, to see Bochi come back at a retirement and then, boy, to immediately, of course, he had some arms and great players, but to immediately have the kind of success he's had, maybe it shouldn't surprise you at all. But, uh, I mean, he really did pick up kind of right where he left off, didn't he? Well, Bochi wasn't going to go to a crappy team, I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> I, talk, I talked to Bruce. He, he, he wanted to get back in the mix, right? He, he didn't want to get back manage the A's. He wanted to get back <laughs> He was he's at his best in October. Like he is by far the best October manager I've ever seen. I don't know. I can't think of a move he made that backfired. Like you could even say logical, but then didn't work. Every move he's made. Well three three World Series will kinda of tell you that. Yeah. The guy knows how to run a team in October. And I just yeah, I wanna see that again. Uh I he was gonna get back in if you know, if the opportunity was there. This is a great, obviously, with a general manager, he knows well with a team that has a ton of talent. They think this is, this is fun to see. It's fun to see for Giants fans. You know, they still pine for him. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen here. He knew it. He took the classy way out. That far anxiety was coming in. He did one year with Farhan. Contract was up. It was t- time to kind of move to something else. But um, he was, again, he wasn't taking a crappy situation. 
Bruce is smart about it. He's good at his matchups, right? He's good at figuring out the situation. Mm-hmm. And this was a very good situation for him. I think the Padres would have been very, very interesting for him. He still lives down there. But mm-hmm. uh, it's fun to see him. It's fun to see him with a lot of talent. A Bochi with a team that bangs, hits home runs like crazy. That hadn't really seen that with the Giants. So that's kind of fun, too. And he's got to figure out that biggest staff. Well, he doesn't have a closer. Uh, Raldis is trying it out um, and with not much success right now. So he's struggling with the bullpen, but maybe he'll figure it out. And uh, maybe the Angels will help out if they just keep releasing <laughs> players, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they might release their entire franchise at some point. Let's go take your pick of them. Whoever you want, take them. Except for one. There's one guy you can't take. Uh, yeah. But, no, but it's good to see Bochy. I, I actually ran into him at a Fortnite's practice last year. He's like amiable as can be. He's like you talk to him, like, he's getting back. You know, he's going to figure out the mm-hmm. right situation. He's coming back, and I, I can't wait to see him in October. I think I think Rangers fans will appreciate this guy can run a team in October. He's brilliant at it. Yeah, I just love watching him walk out to make a pitching change. There's just a <laughs> yeah. there's like an old cowboy. There's something. It's been oh, a yeah. good fit with the Rangers. Just the way he talks. The way he carries himself, I mean, everything about him has uh, fit just fine. Tim, that was fun. Have, uh, have a great session with Coach Shanahan. Give him our best. And, uh, man, look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds great, Matt. Good time. You bet. There he goes, Tim Kawakami uh, from The Athletic. And uh, Tim, esteemed columnist from the San Francisco, the Bay Area, who helped start the athletic and uh, really, really, obviously, as you just found out, very knowledgeable and very fun to talk to on a lot of different topics. All right. It is time for some NFL blitz. Let's see what Aaron Sexton has in store for us. That's next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, First Central Credit Union. The La Vega Pirates started the season with a 35-28 win over Kennedale. Coach, apparently the offensive line doing its job as Bryson Rowland had 240 yards rushing on the night. Yeah, they did a really good job of getting some movement up front. And, uh, and of course, Bryson did a great job of, of picking his spots and picking the holes right. And he got great vision and charge of tackling. And he did a really good job of running football for us. Did turnovers play any part in the defense giving up the 28 points? Uh, no. I mean, they didn't have any turnovers, and I don't think we had any turnovers. So, that, I mean, they just they run, they run an offense that's uh, hard to simulate in practice. And, uh, you know, we counted the other day, and I think out of, uh, you know, out of, out of 22 kids on the field, 16 of them is first time to play varsity football. So, you know, it took some, a little bit of growing pains early on. But we made an adjustment and, and, and got it done at the end of the game. Did your team avoid those first-game penalties that always seem to crop up? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of penalties called, period. I know I don't think we had a dead ball foul the whole time. Uh, I think we got a couple of holding calls during the game, but uh, we had a, uh, maybe a defensive offsides. Uh, but uh, other than that, it was a pretty, pretty clean game. Well, next up is that neighborhood rivalry with the Connie Cadets. They put up 64 points on my hair this last week. What's your biggest challenge in slowing them down? I mean, you got to you got to you got to play fundamental football, fit the run right, and tackle when you get there. And so, you know, if you miss a tackle, it's allowed to be six points. They're, they're very athletic, got good speed. Offensive line does a good job. Quarterback's capable of running and pulling. And you know, they got they got the the uh, Sibley kid and the black kid. They're handing the ball to. And so, uh, if you get a chance, you better latch on to something and hold on because if you don't, they're allowed to go the distance. 
ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5 and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Bush's Chicken has a long tradition of being voted the best chicken in communities where we're located. People love our specials like Tender Tuesday and Happy Hour every day from 2 to 5 p.m. And Bush's believes in giving back to our communities. Most weeks throughout the year, Bush's Chicken is donating meals and our famous iced tea in support of area schools and churches. Stop by today and get the best chicken, the best tenders, and the best tea at the best value. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Extraco banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Good stuff from Tim Kawakami, the uh, longtime San Francisco Chronicle writer who went over to The Athletic 
gave us some good stuff on a variety of topics, including Trey Lance, who we saw at Cowboys practice this morning. Aaron Sexton, I know, and Drake Toll will be joining us in just a matter of minutes. He'll be in here about 4 o'clock. He'll do the full ride today. We'll take you up to around 6 o'clock, and then we'll, uh, we'll get ready for a Baylor Coaches Show. John Morris, Dave Aranda, you're ready for it. You'll get it tonight. We'll have that coming up at uh, 7 o'clock this evening, live from Rudy's, where they'll really uh, they'll heat up some barbecue for you. Okay, Aaron, um, where are we starting today? I mean, did you see those photos, by the way? Of Trey Lance, the video delivering those first few passes. I thought he, I thought he was on point. I like some of the throws I saw in the, uh, like the uh, five minutes the the uh, media was able to see just a portion, just a small portion of practice. But there he was, hanging out with Dak, hanging out with Cooper Rush, and Aaron. I saw a picture of our old friend Will Greer hanging out with the Bengals, <laughs> Burrow and. Whoever burrows back up, we, I think we covered that yesterday. I can't recall it right now. And there he was, the great Will Greer, hanging out on the Bengals practice squad. Aaron, what do you have for us today? Cowboys, yeah, after finalizing their 53-man roster, still had some room to make some moves, as head coach Mike McCarthy calls it a chess match in finalizing the final roster. They added an offensive lineman from the Giants who's expected to move to the Cowboys practice squad and possibly up to the team before week one's matchup against the New York Giants. Ex-Giants offensive lineman Sean Harlow signed with the Cowboys. You mentioned the Cowboys lost Will Greer, who they released yesterday to the Cincinnati Bengals. They also had edge rusher Isaiah Land, who they were hoping to bring back to their practice squad, signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Aaron, did you did you kick the dust? <laughs> did you did you slam a wall in the studio? Wait, that's somebody else. Did you? Were you uh, Isaiah Land? Man, that guy is. I mean, he was supposedly really good. Now I was there, Aaron, in training camp, and I, I can't tell you that. I, of course, I saw him before they padded up, right? Sure. But even my keen football eye. I can't say that I just remember everything about Isaiah Land, but some people kind of were high on him, mm-hmm. and, and and they were hoping they could bring him back, and they do lose. That was a good one to bring up, Aaron. Isaiah Land has left the building. It seemed like most of those guys they wanted, C.J. Goodwin, uh, our man, um, a, a, how do we say that, Aaron? Anagu, uh, Odagu, Odagu. Uh, I think I think he's back with the Cowboys. You know, they some of them they were able to 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 retain. Oh, but, the offensive uh, lineman, yeah, 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 a Dagu or something along those lines. Aaron, what's the name of uh, the cor- the new cornerback? <laughs> Since you probably don't have it in front of you, I don't. <laughs> that is a rough one, and that's one. I, in fact, I've got a during a break. We occasionally take those. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that name and just start trying to because Aaron was doing a Ig-benogany. nice job with it. Ig-benomany. I just had to see it. I didn't have it up in front of me, but yeah. Say that again. I like this. Noah Igbenanani. And then I messed it up the second time. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> Aaron right he landed that first one. The second one seemed a little 
a little out there, but uh, yeah, we're going to watch him. And, Big uh, monogamy. Yeah, I like that. I like it. You slow. slowed it down. Yeah. You slowed it down like the announcer you are. And uh, Kelvin Joseph, no longer with the old Cowboys. Aaron, have you seen Kelvin yet, like in a Dolphins uniform today? I kind of haven't. I think we're going to shed a tear <laughs> to see young Kelvin lining up. Think about how many defensive backs have ended up with those Dolphins. You remember our buddy Byron? Byron. Byron Jones. Yeah. Byron Jones, one of the greatest standing broad jumpers in, in American history. What did he jump, Aaron? Like 13? Wasn't it some insane amount? I can't remember what what a big – it was like over 13 feet or whatever. Like the, he, he broke the all-time record. The Cowboys were like, give us him. We'll take one of him. We'll take Byers. Like, wait, can he cover anybody? Well, sort of, maybe. But he jumps really far. He's got a great standing broad jump. Now, Aaron, I used to make fun of offensive linemen doing those vertical leaps until the great George DeLeon – um, Baylor's uh, late great offensive line coach explained to us one day that that's a big deal with offensive linemen because it talks, it shows their explosion. And even an old school NFL offensive line coach like George was loved those vertical numbers for an old lineman. Like I think I bet Clark and Campbell Barrington can jump out of the gym. Now I don't know about our six eight guard. I'm excited about him. You know, Drake was talking him up the other day. Aaron, how many um, how many predictions has Drake made so far in his short history on this show? Is he up to like ten? Yeah, with all his, he's in double yeah. digits easily. Okay, um, I'm going to predict that Drake shows up today for the four o'clock hour. That is my prediction that Drake will, in fact, uh, be present for the four o'clock hour. Just seems like something he would do, unless. He gets a call. Today I tried to call him, Aaron. He was he was out at one of our local eateries closing some kind of deal. It's like, man, can, can I ever get a hold of you? Actually, I I get a hold of him more than he would like. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what 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 else do you have for us? You mentioned uh, the Bengals signing former Cowboy quarterback Will Greer. That's because they needed depth at quarterback with Joe Burrow's injury way back on July 27th with the Bengals Got good news today as Burrow returned to practice yes. for the first time in six weeks since he hurt his calf. So he was seen throwing with backup quarterbacks Jake Browning and Will Greer, who obviously we just talked about, yeah. signed today to the practice squad. But Jake Browning. Now that name, Aaron, I'm going to guess like Washington Huskies or somebody. Correct. Jake Br- Look at you. He also has a 100% completion percentage. What six is to six he? for his career. <laughs> Perfect. I oh, mean, no, I, why are you trading? At last game. Why are you Why are you trading for Lance when you could go get Jake Browning? For goodness' sakes. <laughs> Tim Kawakami. I mean, good stuff on Trey Lance. You could tell Aaron Kawakami can. He could call up Bochi. He could call up. I got to get back to being able to call up any coach I want. My gosh, I've kind of lost that here recently with some coaches. But, man, that was kind of cool. He, he runs into Bochy here. He's going to go visit with Shanahan. I used to have that with, like, the, all the Cowboys coaching staff. Aaron, you know why I had such a good relationship with the Cowboys assistant coaches back in the day? It was because they, they hated Parcells so much. 
And Bill was so – and, again, they all ended up respecting him and they loved him. But he was so tough on them. At the time, you know, they weren't loving him. So I, it was easy to have a friendship with the assistant coaches because they – because Bill didn't let them talk, right, publicly. It's kind of like Baylor during the season. I mean, Aranda loves his coaches – and he loves his assistants, and these assistants are great talkers. Like, they, I'm so glad Scott Drew doesn't have that approach. I mean, Aaron, what, what would we do during basketball season with the great Jacus, A.B.? I mean, you go on and on. Uh, Nunes, Bill Peterson, Ty Beard, I mean, it, it, Tweedy. Think about that. Like, what would we do if suddenly Scott Drew said, oh, you know, I kind of like this idea that Aranda has. I'm not going to let my assistants coach. What would we have done when um, when Jerome was here? My, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Men's basketball has a different protocol and policy. Aaron, continue. We had the news of Colts running back Jonathan Taylor yesterday was looking for a team to trade for him. He had permission from the Indianapolis Colts, but could not find one after that happened. The Colts left him on the pup list, which means he'll miss the first four weeks of the regular mm-hmm. season. There were trade talks, and Miami was one of the names mentioned a lot, and they were trying to mm-hmm. trade for Taylor. But another team that ESPN reported had strong interest in Jonathan Taylor kind of surprised me. It was the Green Bay Packers, who have a pretty good one-two punch already with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Isn't it weird to imagine that team without Rodgers? It's so I mean, strange. It's kind of like when Tom left and, and went. You know, you still you can't think of the Patriots even now. It's just like you think of Tom. And now we're kind of going through that with Aaron Rodgers. Like to, and you try to kind of even picture him, even though he's been in this uh, – I got to say, kudos to HBO or whatever I'm watching this on, Hard Knocks. Because, Aaron, they've gotten – I mean, I, I would have thought Aaron's such a huge entity that he might have almost tried the, no, nah, I'm not really going to participate. But he's – he's you know, there, there's great access to Aaron Rodgers. Like, that That thing has been – what a – I mean, I don't know when they agreed to do that. Obviously, it was before the Rodgers deal happened. But what a – what a what a great deal! And years ago, they did it with the Jets when I think one of the Ryan brothers, uh, Rex Ryan, was the head coach. I think they did a hard knocks back then. Does that ring a bell with you at all, Aaron? Uh, like a Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez top type hard knocks? Does that does that, yes. does that bring back any memories? It, it, like it does sound vaguely familiar. I yeah. didn't watch it. I don't think, but I think you're right. Okay, Aaron, Drake told he's standing at the gates. He's knocking on the door. Do you have one more we need to hit, or do we need to roll I do, on just to the a real clock? Okay. A real yeah. quick, when uh, the Vikings are signing former Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin uh, in order to free up a roster spot, they're releasing Jalen Rager, the Philadelphia Eagles' 2020 first-round pick, who was selected 22nd overall. The next pick in that draft was also a receiver. It was Justin Jefferson. So... His career hasn't quite lived up mm. to the 23rd pick in the 2020 draft. And he is no longer a Viking. Man, you remember what he did to the Bears? One of those games, I think that was Rules Bears. And that might have been a good – Oh, I remember. might have been that 2018 yes. season or something. And Rager went crazy. 
I mean, they didn't score much. You remember, they only scored like two touchdowns. It was a horrible game. They, they might have won the game 13-0 or 13-7 or something ridiculous. And Rager, though, got loose for an outrageous, like, 70 yards, and he just ran all over the field. He had speed, but he just, at the pro level, he has not been able to put it all together. All right, we start the 4 o'clock hour, fast-paced three. Goodness gracious. I hope Drake is ready. I mean, to live up to that three will require a lot of energy and a lot of great information. Drake Toll joins us with some Big 12 stuff next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. All right, I want to talk about WIT Building Supplies. Your one and only trusted building supplies company now has two locations. Now, let me help you on this. Gatesville, 1411 North Highway 36, Bypass North, or Marlin. Oh, I love Marlin. I love going out to Marlin. 1204 Highway 6. You take that route. You know what I'm talking about. That's Marlin, 1204 Highway 6. And... Um, that's that new, that's that second location. Very, very nice. Same great quality, same great prices, and two great locations, Gatesville and Marlin. Uh, proudly offer a comprehensive selection metal building systems to meet all your construction needs with our extensive range of materials. We ensure that you have everything you need, whether it's for a commercial, industrial, agricultural, or personal project. With a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction, we strive to exceed your expectations. It is Wit Building Supplies just down the road from higher prices. Royal Pizza in Clifton is sure to whet your appetite. Serving the best pizza around. Check out their world-class bacon cheeseburger pizza or their pepperoni extreme. Twice the cheese, twice the pepperoni. Royal Pizza also serves pasta, specialty calzones, salads, and don't forget the wings. Open Monday through Thursday to 9, Friday and Saturday till 10, Sundays till 7. And on Friday night, home football games are open until midnight. Dine in, call in for pickup, or they will deliver. Royal Pizza located at 602 South Avenue G in Clifton. Do you own your own business and constantly feel bogged down by paperwork and contracts? That's where Duly Noted comes in. Michael Dooley of Duly Noted Law Firm represents you, the founders, doers, and entrepreneurs who run your business right. At Duly Noted, we're hands-on and will handle all of your business needs from entity formation and contract building to reviewing documents and legalese. Visit DulyNoted.com and they'll make the toughest parts of owning a business easy. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 
Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254-723-5471. That's 254-723-5471. Witt Financial Group, located in Waco. Don't wait. Call today. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it's the Mosley Show. We take you three to six. Oh, I mean, we do it every day, been doing it for years, and uh, happy to have Drake Toll has now entered the broadcast uh, area. Usually you hear him from 3 to 5. He comes and goes. He's got many important meetings. Today he's going to make the 4 to 6. I don't know if we'll go all the way to 6 because we do have, uh, well, we will because we're getting ready. Major coaches show tonight. So that'll be That'll be good stuff. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Aaron, it's still kind of strange, isn't it? For all this time, we would start right now. But we've added an hour. Still not used but, to um, Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I think I, expend, I expended too much energy in that first hour. So we're going to need wow. Drake to come in with strong energy. Aaron, you continue to have great energy. You had energy yesterday when you kept arguing with me, which I kind of <laughs> enjoyed. Um, but um, all right, um, Drake, this is um, this is a time where we really like to kind of delve into some Big Twelve issues. Yesterday, it was a conversation about the hot seat, and I'm kind of interested where you're going to go uh, today. And we've got some Texas State. Um, Drake, that's going to be a really – Brant Freeman, I believe, is the uh, – and he's the uh, TV voice, uh, Texas State. We'll do some of that at 420. But, Drake, what kind of gave you this idea? This, is, this involves 
you sort of predicting the records for a lot yeah. of these. Um, and you dug in on this. I know you studied all the records. Yeah. You uh, fancy yourself as a Utah. Well, that's see, that's 2024. We cannot think about Utah yet. No. But BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, you've been digging in on all these teams. Drake, kind of walk us through. Um, and and I and Aaron and I will we, we want to react to some of these records as you kind of look across the uh, the fourteen teams that are in the Big Twelve this season. Good afternoon, Matt. I don't know if I can bring any energy to the show. You've always told me that I lacked in that category, so I <laughs> will do my best. Yeah, so I, I've been putting together a lot this whole list. There's fourteen teams in the Big Twelve this year. The first time the Big Twelve's had fourteen in a gajillion years. It's been 12. And now you have these four new teams, Texas and OU, still hanging around. And let me tell you what, Matt. Let me tell you what. Texas has the best roster in the Big 12. This is the best team in the Big 12. It's actually the best roster this league has seen since 2019 Oklahoma. C.D. Lamb, Jalen Hurts, that team was a powerhouse. This Texas team might have a better roster, but they finish in the middle of the pack in the Big 12. I think West Virginia is the worst team in this league they're going to go 1-11. and 11. Their non-conference is Pitt, Duquesne, and Penn State. They're going to lose two of those three. Pick your two. Iowa State finishes 13th in the league. They asked me to be their starting quarterback. They're going to finish at a measly 3-9 and nine this season. Kansas, 4-8 and eight wait, this wait, year. I, I, I want an opportunity at some point. I don't want you to give every one I was going to give like yet. the bottom four. Like the bottom the bo- three okay. or four. All right, finish the, finish the bottom four. Okay. That's fine. Three, but I just want yeah. three and well, nine. Yeah. Matt Campbell. I mean, the disrespect for Matt Campbell. Matt, what are you I talking mean, about? Their quarterback and running back are gone. They both got the, the whole team's gone from the gambling scandal. I, I just, I mean, my gosh. Between you and Aaron, I can't even get a statement out. But I'm just saying, yeah. Well, Matt Campbell, who's been, I mean, one of the was has been one of the better coaches in the Big Twelve. Has forever. he, Matt? I'm just he saying is, they have not won a they have not had a double digit win season yet. He has been he, really good for Iowa State. He keeps going he, eight and four. I guess. I, I just well, that's that's way better than three and nine. I'm just saying to put him in thirteenth, even without Deckers and the other man who loves to. Lay a bet, whoever that running back is. Uh, that's that's pretty rough. Okay, but continue. Who are, who are the other kind of cellar dwellers? Well, also, the Iowa State schedule is really bad, too. They feel like Texas, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Like, that's tough. Uh, Houston. Except for OU, but yeah. Yeah. Kansas is 12 here. They're going to go 4-8 this season. They have the best quarterback in the Big 12, the best running back, if you ask the media. However, their defense was the worst in the Big 12, despite Oklahoma having the 122nd. Overall defense in America last year, Kansas at 12. They've got a tough schedule as well. Houston, Dana Holgerson at number 11. And I know what you're thinking if you're a Houston fan. Number 11, that's terrible. Well, it's not. It, it's really not that bad when you consider a 5-7 and seven Houston team is number 11. They're going to get wins against UTSA. Big upset. Rice, Sam Houston, West Virginia, and Matt, they're going to beat Oklahoma State at home. The rest of their schedule is tough. TCU, at Tech at UCF, at Baylor, at Kansas State, Texas at home, gauntlet for Houston. Dana Holgerson, not a lot of not a lot of happy times for the old Cougs yeah. this season. Five and seven, maybe a backdoor bowl game. Speaking of bowl games, number ten Cincinnati. Six and six this season, four and five in the Big Twelve. People are not talking about Cincinnati, but they're gonna beat Iowa State. They're gonna beat Houston, West Virginia, and Kansas. 
along with a couple of non-conference wins, Matt. That's 6-6 six and six for number 10 Cincinnati. Okay, let me jump in here. And, Aaron, you may want to uh, – uh, Cincinnati, they do have some great players. We've seen some players end up – one of those guys on the All-American, preseason All-American I think their punter. Their punter is very good. Yeah, and somebody has a guy named Corleone. Yeah, their defensive tackle is yeah. all world. Yeah, and, and then, Aaron, the guy we got to know, the, the musician, the singer. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Golly, we love him. Name, but... Yeah, he's a great player as well. I would say of that first batch, yep. I think Matt Campbell finds a way to – I think I would reverse Houston and the Cyclones. Because I, I just think I got I, the res, my respect. I hear what you're saying about schedule, okay. and I find some validity to that. But I, I just I have too much respect for Campbell, and they had too many horrible like close losses, and then just things. God, they got some bad calls. I was watching them last year. I just felt horrible for Campbell, unless it was against Baylor. But I um, I I, I would say I would switch um, Iowa State and. Houston, Aaron, any any quibbles so far with the toll math? No, I, I well, the, I would uh, I would put Houston lower, but they're close. To, I think they'll be close to what Iowa State is. No, I don't have any real disagreements so far. All right, All I right. think it's pretty All close right. actually. Top nine, here we go, Matt. Top nine, number nine, UCF. Now here's a sign of a good conference when nine teams, nine teams are bowl eligible. I have 10 teams in the Big 12 with bowl eligibility because the non-conference is so easy. UCF at number nine, finishing their year at eight and four this season as well. Five and four in Big 12 play because their non-con is pretty easy. Then I've got UCF beating Baylor in Orlando. West Virginia, they'll beat Cincinnati. They'll beat Houston. They'll beat, and then I got them beating Oklahoma State at home as well. They finished the year eight and four. Uh, losses to Oklahoma, Kansas State, Kansas, and Texas Tech on the road. They're going to struggle on the road. UCF, eight and four at number nine. Then, Matt, this one's crazy. Which you talked about the other day. You like Gus Malzon. Malzon's good. UCF's going to be sneaky. This one's crazy. People love Oklahoma, the worst defense in the Big 12 last year right there with Kansas. They're number eight in the Big 12 this season. Oklahoma at number eight. I like Dylan Gabriel a lot, but this roster does not have a lot of all Big 12 guys. They don't have the talent they're used to, and they really stunk last year. They're going to go eight and four with losses to Oklahoma State on the road, BYU on the road, and then they're going to lose to Texas and TCU as well. Oklahoma goes a disappointing Eight and four this season finishes at number eight. Any qualms there? You know, I kind of like it because it's funny. I mean, it's weird to think of eight and four teams at nine and eight. I know what that means. I know what you're saying about their conference record and right. how that breaks down. But I, I think this 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 kind of feels like a Drake toll moment where you know you can kind of get under. The sooner schooner and the sooner skin, and kind of get them coming after you on the old Big 12 locked in podcast. I I, don't think so. I I think this reeks of a Drake toll. No, no, no. Put the Sooners really low. I kind of like it. Really low. Again, they finished six and seven last season. I'm giving them two more wins. What are they going to be PO'd about? The great, the great Venables. Great. In his second year. In his second year, who's brought a lot of transfers in. You said it. they got a good quarterback. 
Defense cannot be that horrible, especially under a defensive head coach who should be able to shore well, some of this well, up. Well, they were horrible last year. What is that mentality? Well, they can't Aaron, be as bad. Aaron, I would say, well, they won't be nearly as bad. In fact, I think they'll be much improved. They, they may will. Not, they may to still be To the tune of eight and four. But, Aaron, but still, eighth in the conference. I'm more interested in yep. the way you're breaking that part of it down, five and four. Aaron, do you like the Oklahoma pick, or do you think Drake's being a little tough on the big bad Sooners? No, I've said almost the same thing. They they lost their entire roster when Lincoln Riley left, so they were terrible last year. They've made some improvements. Yeah, big improvements. I don't know how big. I mean, they, they didn't blow anybody away in the transfer portal. They added some really good players in a couple positions, but they didn't, like, reload in the transfer portal. They're still really low on talent, and they're going to struggle this year. I I believe I, I would put them almost exactly where Drake had them. I tell you, I wish you would get after Drake like you got after me <laughs> yesterday, but so far, very yeah, it supportive. It seems like of all of, of us, the young, you're the most disgruntled about this. The Not young Aaron. Drake Aaron's Aaron's just hugging up on Drake. Okay, let's continue. I want to see. I want to see these next ones. So I've given you my back seven. Do you want me to hold? The, I know we got a guest coming up. You want me to hold the front seven here and leave that for later? Because that's said we got the, the other, the top half of the conference to go, Matt. Aaron, what are we? What are we? What are we doing here? We we you probably we probably should. We may get back into this. Maybe campus confidential could even hold for tomorrow. We'll True. see. Well, yeah. maybe five o'clock. I mean, who knows? We might. I'm enjoying this enough that we could. We could consider moving this into the five o'clock hour today. We got Mac Rhodes, director of athletics at Baylor, at five twenty, and I think everybody seems pretty excited about that. With the start of the season, that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, we do have a member of the media, Texas State, someone who knows the Bobcats well, will join us next. A new season of Baylor Bear football begins this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. Hosting Texas State on kickoff for the community. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's the Bears and the Bobcats this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And it's right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Estás invitado a experimentar el mejor carnaval del centro de Texas en el Jaro Texas Fair and Rodeo este octubre. Reúna toda la familia. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. 
Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. During the Labor Day sales event, say big on a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with $3,500 plus 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with employee pricing for all plus 1.9% for 72 months. And an extra $1,000 rebate. Or if that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP. And no payments for 90 days on all offers. Find the Jeep that fits you at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton, happy to be joined by Brant Freeman. Right now, ESPN Plus, Texas State Bobcats, Texas State Sportsnet, and uh, he's all over it. And Brant, thanks, uh, thanks for hopping on with us today. Yeah, Matt, Drake, Aaron, great to be talking to all of you guys here on uh, Game Week. We've all been wanting to say those two beautiful words for several mm-hmm. months now, and here we are. Well, and uh, the the G.J. Kinney era starts. I mean, we had G.J. on just the other day and had a great uh, conversation with him, and that was fun. Brent, I'm curious, I mean, how much excitement is there around not only this first game, but just the program right now? I mean, everybody wanted it to turn the corner under Spavital and and, um, and and of course even before him it didn't quite happen for a number of reasons but the the Kenny hire very very young maybe the youngest in FC you know uh, in the in the nation uh, what is the what's the excitement level from the uh, the fans and everybody associated with this team it's high right now for sure I mean you know you mentioned coach Kenny he's a young offensive minded coach you know which brings a lot of excitement you think about what he did in his one year at Encarnate Ward the year prior. You know, they led the country in scoring more than 50 points a game. You know, defensively, they got after it, led the nation in tackles for loss, top 10 of the country in sacks and, you know, turnovers. So you think about the excitement in football, right? It's scoring, it's sacks, it's turnovers, and they did it all last year in Encarnate Ward and, and uh, brought several of his coaches from that staff along with him here. Um, they really hit recruiting extremely well. Um, it, it's amazing the roster turnover they've had. I think only Colorado had, you know, more 
uh, first year transfers this year. And, um, uh, you know, 72 total new players, 52 of those in scholarship. And you look at these guys, and there's just a different look to this team. It, it's big, it's physical, it, you know, they're fast. Um, the style of play is an exciting one. So, you're really just ready to get this thing uh, off and running because, as you said, you know, the fan base here has been chomping at the bit for a winner. You know, uh, they're hungry for it. The other sports here have been successful since the move to the Sun Belt, you know, a little more than 10 years ago, with the exception of football. You know, they want to get to a bowl game. They want to play for championships, and many believe that G.J. Kenny can be the guy to get them there. Brent, T.J. Finley, Auburn quarterback, Malik Hornsby, Arkansas quarterback, both of them now in San Marcos. Neither of them have been named the starting quarterback. Do you think that G.J. Kenny has his guy in mind now on Wednesday, or is this truly still a toss-up? I mean, I like to think that they know who they're going to start, you know, as of this moment right now, but playing things very close to the to the vest. And, you know, the battle between the two was, was really good, and, and they both bring something different to the table. You know, Hornsby, a lightning-quick player, maybe the fastest player on the team, uh, I believe the highest-rated high school recruit that's ever come to San Marcos, albeit not directly from high school, as he transferred from Arkansas. You know, um, you look at Finley, I've never seen a quarterback look like that here. 6'7", 255, and he looks like a, like an NFL-sized defensive end that can throw the ball. You know, rocket of an arm, maybe not quite the runner that Hornsby is, but certainly not immobile. Um, so each has a, a skill set to them. It wouldn't surprise me if you see both of them you know, take snaps at some point on Saturday. The matter of who gets the first snap, that I don't know. But but do not be surprised if you see both players find the field at some point this weekend. Brent, uh, Deion Sanders got to Colorado and said, you guys can all go. I'm bringing my bags, and they are Louie. And G.J. Kenny brought some Louie bags. The one that I circle is Nash Jones from Incarnate Word, six foot five, 320 pounds, man, on the offensive line. This is he the dude? When you circle a guy and say, "All right, it, it's it's new, it's different this year," does it start with the O line? Absolutely, it does. I mean, you guys know this. I mean, you know, you can have, you know, tremendous uh, play a quarterback, receiver, some backs that you want, but if you don't have the big five up front, then you got nothing. You know, and I really think that's kind of been an issue for the lack of success in recent years. It's just not having, you know. Um, depth or the right people up front of the offensive line, not enough of them anyway. And, you know, you bring in a guy like Nash Jones, who was an All-American last year at the FCS level, and and three of his teammates, we, we could see four UIW transfers start wow. you know, this, 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 this weekend at Baylor. And, you know, not only those four from UIW, but two transfers in the O-line from University of Oklahoma, one of them, Bray Walker, who took the podium, uh, for the weekly press conference on Tuesday, and that is one big human being, six seven three fifty. I mean, just um, uh, just a load up there on the O line. Marcus Alexander, the other OU transfer. They have another guy from from Arizona State that transferred into the program. So I like the depth they have at the offensive line, and you know, it, it, if they do their job, uh, then, then the rest of this offense will take care of itself. Brent Freeman joining us uh, covers Texas State. Brent, who do you who do you think the Bobcats fear? Like in in terms of whether it be shaping his running backs, as you've kind of been uh, looking at the roster and talking to people, uh, who do they have that kind of healthy respect? Probably everybody, but who do you think is kind of like somebody that's really uh, maybe kept the coaching staff up at night? 
You know, you mentioned Shapin, and I talked to Kenny about him specifically the other day because, you know, Kenny's a, a quarterback guy. He played the position, you know, high school, college, and pro. Um, they had great quarterback play last year at, at UIW. We talked about, you know, potential quarterbacks at Texas State. They have a lot of respect, you know, for Shapin and the plays that he can make. And they really talked up the defense, maybe more than anything else, you know, because Dave Aranda's a defensive guy. You know, since he took over the program in Waco, they've really gotten after defensively. So many great players have come through the program that are now in the NFL in the short amount of time that Aranda has been there. You know, then there's some guys back defensively, you know, that have been playing at Baylor for the past couple of years. Uh, he talked up the offensive line as well. Thanks to Eric Mateus does a really good job coaching them up, you know, and Dave Aranda's staff. Eric Mateus was, was here at Texas State for one season, you know, before he went to BYU and then Baylor. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, you know, to, to be concerned with. You know, Baylor's a tremendous program under Dave Aranda, two years removed from a Big 12 title and Sugar Bowl championship, you know. And and um, so you know, there, there's concerns on both sides of the football. But I'll tell you this, the thing they're looking forward to the most is finally hitting somebody other than themselves. So they're looking forward to, you know, clashing helmets with uh, the green and gold as opposed to the maroon and gold. And Brant, everything that you have said, everything Coach Kenny said on this show has pointed this toward a matchup that could be a lot closer than Baylor fans are predicting. Obviously, they went 12-2 and under Coach Kenny at Incarnate Word last year. Do you feel, you feel like this game, this, this hype is warranted, that Texas State could truly give Baylor a run for its money in Waco on Saturday? It's a great question, you know, guys. And the thing is, you know, with about with this team is that we we know nothing about them. Now you yeah. can say that about anybody going into Week One, you know, especially with roster turnover being what it is these days in college football. But for this team, you know, it, I mean that that rings true maybe more so than others because of the complete overhaul with a complete completely new coaching staff. You know, there's not a quarterback on this roster that took a snap with the team a year ago. The offensive line is all new. You have a handful of new receivers, handful of new players up front defensively and in the back end you know, defensively. And all we've seen is them go up against each other. I don't know what to expect necessarily. Now, the brand of football is great. The energy here is great. You know, how will these guys react when they when they, you know, walk in a stadium with forty five thousand plus in there, you know, and they never play with one another against an opponent. I think the first half is gonna be really telling. You know, if they can handle the pressure playing on that kind of stage against the kind of physical football you know, Baylor wants to play on both sides and be with, you know, and be in the game by halftime. And that second half could be very interesting. Brad, I'm not sure if we've mentioned the word defense here. Obviously coach Kenny threw 81 touchdown passes at Tulsa and is an offensive guy. Now defensively, what does Texas state have that Baylor should be scared of? Or are we in for a shootout? So, you know, defensively, they've changed uh, schemes. You know, the last few years under Jake Spavadol, his brother Zach, who was a defensive coordinator, three-man front. We ran a 3-4, 3-3-5. They've switched now to a 4-2-5 under Jonathan Padke. And this team defensively loves to fly around the field. Very aggressive style. I mentioned that, you know, a year ago, the, the, everybody got caught up in those offensive numbers, some of which you just rattled off. You know, defensively, again, like they led the country last year in tackles for loss. They were, I think, fifth in sacks and like tenth in turnover sports. They they want to create havoc, you know, different looks for the opposing quarterback kind of thing, bringing blitzes from, you know, different players, you know, not just linebackers, but safeties and corners and, you know, uh, keep the opposing QB offensive coordinator guessing at where the pressure is coming from. 
kind of thing. So I think you could see some aggressive play, and at times it'll pay off for a, a TFL or maybe a turnover. At times, too, you know, if, if the, the offense finds a weak spot, they're going to get burned, you know, for a big play. So, you know, I, I think you could see fireworks, you know, uh, either way for these two teams, but you're going to see this defense really get after it. Keep your eye on, there's a Kenny on the Baylor roster, G.J.'s uh, brother, and that's kind of interesting. I think that, what is it, Landry Kenny, Gary Joe Kenny, the great Baylor Bear, uh, will be in the house. He's been listening to all these interviews. He's excited about this game. Obviously, he'll be pulling for the Bobcats, even though he's a huge <laughs> Baylor Bear. So lots of uh, lots of kind of family things going on, and I guess G.J. will kind of have to keep a level head about it, but that is kind of neat, isn't it, the the fact that his dad was a tremendous linebacker at Baylor. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a small world, right, especially this world of college football kind of deal. And, you know, the way the, the schedule worked out when Coach Kenny takes his job was, lo and behold, you start the era in Waco. Your, your brother is now on the Baylor roster kind of thing. And, you know, it, it's great to see these football families, you know, kind of meet up on the field and those kind of connections being what they are. And uh, what a great introduction for Coach Kenny and his program here at Texas State. Just can't wait for it. So, Brant, buy or sell. G.J. Kenny is the first head coach to take Texas State to a bowl game, and can he do it in year one? Buy on that for sure. You know, year one, um, the only time will tell. I'll say this. You know, this team is going to compete at a high level. These first two games out of the gate are going to be, you know, very tough competitive games. Certainly Baylor in the week after against the UTSA team, which is well coached and well established as a, a very good group of five team. The first two conference games for them are on the road. So the, the first half of the year, Four of the six games are road games, you know, sandwiched wow. around back-to-back home games, weeks three and four. So they're being thrown into the fire. If they show that they can withstand that, you know, win a road game or two, the back half of the schedule is much more home-friendly. You know, and you got to find that, that magic number of six, right? It's alluded to this program since 2014, getting the six. You know, but if they could find a way, again, doing three or four games in the first half of the season, then you might be thinking about December football for this program. Brant, unfair question on the way here, and I know it's tough. It's always tough, especially with a brand-new roster to predict, but when you see this thing playing out over four quarters, I'm not even asking you who comes out on top, but but how does it play out? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a, a really well-played, uh, competitive football game. I think it's going to be, you know, a really tight, you know, at, at the half. And if you're Texas State, then if it is, if it's a one-score game at halftime, can you can you keep it that way going into the fourth quarter? And if they do, then maybe this game could go either way. I, I think about the game a year ago, Baylor won 42 to seven. Texas State played so well between the 20 yard lines, but you know not so well when they got you know into Baylor territory. They they couldn't finish possessions. You know if this team can do that, they can find themselves you know in the game come the second or third quarter, which I think they very well could, and the, and should make for a very entertaining fourth quarter in Waco. I right, sound like Brant wanted to predict a Bobcat win there, but he held off. He was close. okay, Brant. You're in. Close. You know, it's okay. I'd like you to go ahead and take the step and do it. But uh, Brant, good to uh, good to visit with you. And uh, well, if you get to campus early, stop by and see our new Bear Cubs. All right, we got Indy and Bell. They're they're okay. they're now uh, in the Bear habitat, and uh, so that may be something you want to consider. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. Wouldn't miss wouldn't miss that for the world.
All right. Uh, thank you, Brant. We appreciate you. Good job, and, and really was uh, looking forward to visiting with you. Great information on the Bobcats. Great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime. You bet. Brant Freeman, uh, the uh, Texas State broadcaster, ESPN Plus, joining us on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We're getting ready for Campus Confidential. Now, Drake, we we talked to G.J. Kenny the other day. You kind of thought he made you a little bit nervous. I mean, Brant gave us good information. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't feel nervous or anything. I still feel like the Bears will be fine. I just don't want one of those halftime where everybody's upset and screaming and cussing at each other. Was that against Texas State one year or whenever that happened? You remember that? Was that last? Season or two seasons uh, ago? I don't think that was the Aranda era. No, it pre- was the Aranda era for sure. Really? Yeah. I don't remember who yeah, it was. Yeah, because Aranda was talking about everybody dropping F bombs. Oh, that's right. The, that is in the locker room. It was, room. was last year. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it was Texas State, but it was last year. It might, yeah, you, it, you could be right. I forgot about it. I think it might have been Texas State. I forgot State. about Dave Aranda so. said that in a press conference that guys were dropping F bombs. I yeah. forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Matt, I think. Yeah, Baylor's favored by 28. Baylor does not win this game by 28 points, but the Bears do win by a couple of scores. I picked the Bears to cover the 28. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, no F-bombs at halftime. Everybody will be rolling, and uh, they're just too skilled, way too skilled. The wideouts, the running back situation, and all eyes in the stadium will be on who, Bears, who the Bears trot out there for that starting uh, running back because of Drake's. Yep. What a Drake's predictions, everybody. Even the press box, they'll all be looking down there to kind of see, okay, what's old Drake up to down there? We'll see. They might, they could go with a tricky tandem. They could go with the two. You start both of them. And uh, that would be kind of fun. That will Just not put happen. Them both in. <laughs> okay. Okay, we get it. You feel good about this prediction. I understand, and I'm uh, excited to kind of see it all play out. Everybody come see us, by the way, Saturday, the kickoff show, the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Drake Toll and I will be out there. We'll be connecting everything and then the beautiful setup. Whoa, that is nice out there in that Baylor alumni tent, Baylor uh, alumni engagement. I love when they engage with folks, and we will be especially engaging uh, on Saturday afternoon, beginning at 2 o'clock. At least I plan to be engaging. All right, it is, uh, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential, and it's next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Lorena Coaches Show with Kevin Johnson is brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association, Ross Insurance Agency, Triple S Sports. Arena Leopards hosted the number one team in 4A Division I, the China Spring Cougars, on Friday and wound up on the wrong end of the scoreboard, 35-13. Coach, what did you learn about your team from the challenge of taking on a two-time defending state champion? Our kids played hard the entire time, uh, but as we had talked about before the game, you know, you can't shoot yourselves in the foot, and and we obviously did that with four turnovers, and some, it kind of came at critical times, and so – those are things we've got to clean up and uh, to be successful. You can't, you can't win. You can't beat anybody with uh, that many kind of turnovers. But uh, uh, for the most part, we kind of learned from that. I mean, I will give our kids play hard. We battled the entire time. Um, just can't shoot ourselves in the foot. 
I know the opponent was a two-time defending state champion, but I'm sure you want your defense to yield less than 35 points a game. Well, yes, <laughs> you would, you would obviously like to do that, but then, you know, I will say in this day and age of football, I mean, it's become an offensive game. It stresses a defense, but you know, yeah, we would like to, we would, we definitely like to not give up 35 points. Not any easier this week. You take on playoff tested West. What's your take on that matchup? Good football team. Uh, they played really, really. I was very impressed watching them on film. Uh, they're a young team uh, in comparison to last year. But, man, those kids, Coach Woodard's got those kids playing hard. Uh, they, you know, they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They're very disciplined. And uh, they do a good job with what they do uh, offensively. And then defensively, they're just going to heat you up and come at you. So we've got to be prepared for that. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Estás invitado a experimentar el mejor carnaval del centro de Texas en el Jaro Texas Fair and Rodeo este octubre. Reúna a toda la familia y disfrute de juegos divertidos. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. 
and now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Good to be with you. Um, lots of college football talk today. Lots of NFL cuts. Uh, Aaron had to report our man Jonathan. It's been a big story there, the Colts and all that story. Uh, some interesting things floating around. But uh, it is time for... Campus Confidential, there's a lot of college football news. We've been watching SMU. Um, I'm more excited, I think, than Aaron uh, or Drake about SMU just ponying up. Mm, guys. And and buying its way nice. into the ACC. Let's go. I mean, let's get it on the hilltop. Let's get a Power 5 team, and let's get involved in the ACC. I am very, very bullish on the ponies. Uh, in fact, um, Drake, you're on such a roll. How about Sonny Dyke soon? Wouldn't that be fun? Es bueno well, estar de vuelta, Matt. Let's get Way Sonny on. Opinion, like, I want to get sobre esta historia del deportiva. Stop. I want Sonny and I want Rhett Lashley. I want TCU and SMU. I want to talk to both of them because I really hate that. We can get them. You think we can get them? You do know Spanish, don't you? Um, you questioned we, my knowledge of Spanish in the I, break. Well, I, not could really. not, you, I couldn't accept that. You personally. Um, I, yeah, yeah, we should get them at some point for sure because I, I hate that they're going to get away from playing the, what do we call that, The ke- some kind of kettle? The kettle, I mean, kettle it's, bowl, I like Kettlebell? One of those, yeah. I don't no, it's, not a, it's not a kettle. <laughs> it's, that's something you lift. It's the iron skillet. The iron skillet bowl. I like I like I like the matchup, and I feel like the frogs are a little bit running from the Mustangs, and I I hate it I hate it on that front. Uh, Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential? Utah and Florida play tomorrow night on ESPN. Utah will more than likely be without their starting quarterback Cam Rising, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel. Doubtful for tomorrow's game. Rising eighteen and six as a starter, the fifth most. Fifth most wins by any quarterback in Utah history. Junior Bryson Barnes is expected to start tomorrow night against the Gators. A seven o'clock kickoff for that one. He won his uh, Barnes won his only career start at Washington State last year. When Rising was at Washington State last year, when Rising was a late scratch, he is a former walk-on. Yeah, I I like this quarterback. Um, the guy starting, though, against Florida, 
Uh, and it'll be interesting because do you really want to roll Cam Rising back out against the Bears on the road in the heat? 11 a.m., going to get going to get hot, going to get crazy. Is that the game you bring him back? Uh, this will be – that's exciting to have that game to look forward to tomorrow night. And, uh, Drake, there's a lot of things we might be doing on a Thursday night. NFL's not going quite yet. That first game is on the – what, 7th? It's coming up quick. Uh, or is it the 10th? Anyway, first NFL game is upon us. Of course, that game will be uh, the Lions in Kansas City getting it on. But I'm, I'm excited to see the Utes, and it gives – although I hate – that they get like in a couple of extra days to prepare for the Bears. You know, like it's kind of like a, a mini rest before they come waltzing into Waco. But, Drake, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think that backup quarterback for Utah, I, I think he'll play really well uh, tomorrow night. I think Utah beats Florida this week. I think Utah is going to give Baylor all it can handle at home next week as well. Ah, yeah, the Cam Rising deal, they also put out they were going to rest him for the next 10 days. What? What do you think he's been doing? He's been resting for the last 10 days and every 10 days before that. So he certainly will be well rested. And I don't see a realm in which he doesn't play against Baylor. I would be surprised if he doesn't roll out at some point against Florida here. But even if he doesn't, I still think Utah beats Florida at home. That place is going to be rocking tomorrow night. Yeah, I think they have ruled him completely out on that deal. But I uh, that'll be really interesting to watch how they bring him on um Aaron what else do you have sir Nebraska tied in Eric Gilbert a former five-star recruit awaiting an eligibility ruling from the NCAA was arrested early Tuesday morning on suspicion of burglary in Lincoln Nebraska Gilbert was arrested without incident while carrying a bag out of a liquor and vape store containing more than sixteen hundred dollars worth of stolen items he was booked in the Lancaster County Jail on, on a burglary charge, which is a felony in Nebraska. Man, that's a and I, I, a good, I did I wasn't looking yeah. for it, but I, I was scroll, just scrolling through social media. I saw the video. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I did too. Yeah, just kind of walking good. around in there. You know, they're going to have video. He was in there. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to say like how he could have done a better burglary. But he was in there. It didn't look like he was in a hurry. Too long, and he's just kind of yeah. He might have already been vaping. Okay, I don't know. Isn't this guy kind of a star type player? I mean, he, I, I don't. He's really good out of high school, but he's been yeah. in three college programs now. Okay. I, this guy, he'll never play college football. He'll never play another snap of college football. I mean, just think about like having all your college paid for. You can get nil. You're, the way the size he has in the level of recruit, he could have turned his life around in Nebraska and had a shot at the NFL. And he goes and busts into a vape store. And, and I mean, the only good news for Nebraska is, Aaron, this is kind of like the good old days. <laughs> Osborne had a – Osborne, they, that, was not a, that was not a program – that uh, without some off-the-field issues. And there were some arrests that were made over the years, even though Tom, very honorable man, who ended up being a politician. But um, I don't know. I, I uh, Bad bad move there by the young Gilbert, and uh, we'll just see what happens with that story. But he will spend quite a bit of time, I would think, behind bars now. Because burglary, 
there in Lancaster County or wherever he was. Aaron, was he in there um, with a gun? Like, what did he use to get in there and stuff? It looked like he just kind of wrapped his shirt around his hand for glass and then kicked okay. doors in the rest of the time. Okay, well, he might, as dude. long as he didn't have a weapon on him, I mean, it's still bad, but he might, we might be able to might be able to bring him back in some form or fashion. If you're that if you're a great player, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of opportunities. In fact, he may end up What's that what's that documentary we used to watch? Half, uh Oh, like Halfway You or whatever. What was that? I used to kind of like that. Um that 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 junior college. What was that, Aaron? Last, like, chance, last chance you. Oh yeah. This is a last chance you candidate. All right, although Last Chance U is now Mississippi State. You were asking about him. Are you, uh, that was a pretty good one, guys. I mean, my Okay, I was at, what was I asking about? About him coming out of, of <laughs> high school in 2019. He was ranked number 10 nationally by 24-7 and the number one tight end in the country. So, Ooh. yeah, very high ranked. And the number two player in the state of Georgia. Mm. Sad, mm, that's... sad. Yeah, his career has gone up in smoke. For the third consecutive year, LSU will begin the season without their talented running back, John Emery. Coach Brian Kelly said today, Kelly didn't provide a reason during today's SEC teleconference that he won't be available to play against number eight Florida State on Sunday night. The senior missed the past two season openers because of academic issues, and he sat out the entire 2021 season. Say say this say his name again, John Emery. Drake, you familiar with the young man's work? I can't say that I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, and and I, this Florida State, I I I just I'm really that, that was an interesting statement, an argument, or a little bit whatever we were saying the other day about how valuable a commodity they are in college football. And I'm, I'm, I continue to kind of watch that program, and I'm excited. Who do they have? Don't they open with another? They opened last year with a great game against Brian Kelly's LSU team. But I, that is a program that I'm really got my eye on this year because some people have them ranked as high as nine in the country. So uh, I'm going to be uh, taking a long look at that. Ohio State has named their starter. Buckeyes coach Ryan Day announced that Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes in the first game of the season against Indiana. McCord had been in a battle with Devin Brown as the team looks to replace starter C.J. Stroud, who was, of course, drafted number two overall by the Texans. Day had not named a starter and said recently, as recently as last week that the players were still being evaluated, but most Coaches do say that, and it will be Kyle McCord starting at quarterback for Ohio State this year. You know, you when there's certain schools, you just expect them to all be incredible. Um, I assume he was a four or five star, but yeah. right now Michigan is getting more attention as a potential national champion than Ohio State because of this very position. Because it's just Corum. Wait, which one is it? Which one? Blake what's Corum. The yeah, yeah, Blake Corum. I. And he was not great against TCU in that semifinal. But there is some thought that he just has enormous upside, great talent. 
and that's why I think Michigan's getting the nod right now. That said, we I guess there were several years ago we would go into some of these seasons not totally knowing against the about the Ohio State quarterback, and they would be great. Whether it was like who are some of those guys? Drake, J.T. Barrett, Aaron. You remember some of those yeah. guys? The guy that came Braxton in, Braxton Miller. Yeah, the guy that came in in, in, in the national championship game, um, Cordell. At- Cordell Patterson, no, the big huge guy. Cordell. Oh, I forgot anyway, about that guy. Monster, and he did Cordell not start Jones. that Cardell. season. Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones. Yeah, and he ended up playing, I believe, starting in that national title game because one of those guys. Well, it's just amazing. The guy, the sadly, the guy who ended up um, as the Commanders' quarterback who was killed. I think. Anyway, at Haskins. Yeah. I think back again about all those. But think about that. Year after year after year, they've got great options. So you can't help. Now, we kind of thought that with Clemson, right? And after Trevor, Clemson had a big fall off. And, in fact, that guy that was supposed to start, take over for Clemson, is now at another school. And I wish I could tell you. Yeah, yeah. Where did he go? Maryland? Maybe. Yeah. Um, But he is... He was going to be the next great thing, and he was like a five-star type. So it doesn't always work. We just expect him to. Like, we don't really know who these Alabama – I mean, again, everybody in Alabama knows them, and they've been talking about this ad nauseum. But the rest of the country, it's not like we have a a book on them. It's not like – I mean, now, will they have great pedigree, whoever Alabama starts? Will they probably put up great numbers? Absolutely. But it's not a sure thing. I mean, it's not – although it feels like it, doesn't it, with Bama – and Georgia has somebody we don't know about. Yeah, they have I'm to. I'm kind of fascinated Carson with that. Carson Beck. Yeah. yeah, they had to replace Stetson Bennett, who was there almost as long as Drew Timmy was at Gonzaga, yeah. like 10 years. <laughs> with two separate stints. <laughs> right. He outlasted three coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they tried to replace him with more pedigreed quarterbacks and all that, and, he, and he, he just hung around and ended up being, you know, one of the great quarterbacks of all time there. Arizona State earlier this week announced a self-imposed bowl, imposed bowl ban, and now the school is defending that as they have taken a lot of criticism. The Sun Devils issued a statement highlighting five factors they say went into the decision to announce the ban on Sunday. The statement noted the similarities between Arizona State's case and that of Tennessee, which was wrapped up by the Infractions Committee July 14th. Tennessee got hit with an $8 million fine and the loss of 28 scholarships and a 40-week reduction of unofficial business visits. Arizona State said it believed recruiting penalties like those imposed on Tennessee would seriously impair first-year coach Kenny Dillingham's ability to rebuild the program. You know, I, I like this guy, Dillingham, and I like his attitude. And I and I just I saw how fired up he was the other day about that um, about that self bowl ban. And I, I just I, I it's a great opportunity Arizona State. I think he'll he'll recruit well there. But I, I feel bad for all the seniors and all that kind of thing. But uh, I do think if anybody can kind of get them going the right direction, it's him. And uh, has any I mean all these Oregon coaches, man, they have populated. College football, it's just kind of interesting to watch them uh, spread out. Uh, but I like – I like Drake, are you a Dillingham fan, or have you have you not uh, 
studied him too much early in his time at Arizona State. No, we have not met. Though I will say the whole bowl ban thing is really, really bad. Pretty idiotic. Uh, they weren't going to a bowl anyway, though, so I think that's the funniest part. It's as if uh, West Virginia came out tomorrow and said, you know what, no matter what happens, we're not going to a bowl this season, guys. We don't deserve it. It, you weren't going anyway, so this is just a slap in your fa- in the face of your own university, which is not shocking for Arizona State. Yeah, I I know that's going to be a fun one to watch is how they fit in, and how long it takes that president. That president was really strong in the room for the Pac-12, and he was the one who tried the hardest to keep it together. How long will it take them to embrace this new normal? Uh, We'll find out. Uh, It is time to get into the 5 o'clock hour, and we'll continue some college football talk. We're looking at some predictions that Drake has, and we're reacting as we uh, get you ready. And then a reminder that Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, will join us at 520 today. Looking really forward to that. It's all coming up next. This is ESPN Central Texas. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Brown House Cafe is local homegrown southern cooking, like going home to Grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, French toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brown House Cafe in Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Quicker games, more action. Baseball looks different in 2023. So do the Texas Rangers. Summer is fun again in Arlington. Make your plans to catch a game or two this season at Globe Life Field. More teams than ever are coming to face the Rangers. Great matchups, lively crowds, and climate-controlled comfort await you at the ballpark, along with fun giveaways and City Connect Fridays. Grab your tickets at rangers.com. Do you own your own business and constantly feel bogged down by paperwork and contracts? That's where Duly Noted comes in. Michael Dooley of Dooley Noted Law Firm represents you, the founders, doers, and entrepreneurs who run your business right. At Dooley Noted, we're hands-on and will handle all of your business needs from entity formation and contract building to reviewing documents and legalese. Visit DooleyNoted.com and they'll make the toughest parts of owning a business easy. 
Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. My gosh, we have, we got a tremendous amount of partners. Uh, It's really fun to kind of hear it. At the beginning of the five there and all the folks, and Drake's got a lot of great friends out there and sponsors and uh, our, certainly Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. And in that group, we have Drake uh, joining us out there for the uh, pregame, the uh, kickoff show, ESPN Central Texas kickoff show. Um, I, I know Baylor's really proud of that show. We're starting that thing 2 o'clock, and uh, we'll start getting you ready and we'll be out there two to four. And uh, Drake, you'll—I think you're going to. That setup's nice with the uh, the PA like it is. We're going to be a lot of interaction. Uh, that's going to be fun, and and uh, uh, that's it's just going to be a great atmosphere out there on uh, Saturday. And you know what? The weather—I I know it's supposed to kick up and get hot again, but we'll be fine in that tent. I bet there'll be some I mean, that shade. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I may even have a little fan. I may bring a little box fan, but I bet the Office of Baylor Alumni has taken wonderful care of us. And uh, so anyway, I'm really looking forward to that, Drake. And what a set uh, and what a desk and everything, our work environment. What, they did a great job on that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It's gonna be really, it's gonna be fun to meet all the people out there, all the sponsors, valued partners as well, and and get ready for football. Football season is back, which is why I have these 14 teams ranked the way they are. All right, Drake has been ranking the teams by record, and and just to ra- race over right. recap, uh, Drake, we'll recap, we, yeah. the fourteen. Need a little recap here. So, uh, do the this is kind of the bottom, well, the bottom six because you've got a yep. tie for like is it seven and eight or eight well, and nine? Yeah, I think eight and nine. A few places will have ties here with there being twelve teams. You know, there are only so many records you can have in conference play. But fourteen, West Virginia, thirteen, Iowa State. Kansas at 12, Houston at 11. Those are the bottom dwellers. Cincinnati in bowl contention at number 10 in the Big 12. UCF at 9 at 8 and 4. 
Then Oklahoma at eight. They will finish eight and four, five and four in conference. Aaron and I both agreed on that. Matt, are you ready for the top seven? Well, I'm trying to do by process of elimination. That means of the new schools, BYU, Still on you the have some, you kind of have some uh, BYU respect, and I like that. Baylor obviously got some great coaches and players from BYU. Very excited about those Barrington brothers. Wow. Campbell and Clark, you talk, you think you talk about great. I mean, think about how good a guest those guys would be on the radio show, on the flagship station. Wouldn't that be cool to talk to Clark and Campbell? All right, continue on here at number. You have UCF nine, right? And then UCF nine, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma eight. eight. We disagreed a little bit on OU, but that's okay. Uh, for, so far, Aaron has been very supportive. Of your records, uh, let's continue on with uh, number seven. At number seven, Kalani Sataki and the BYU Cougars, seven and five. You'll notice that is worse than Oklahoma's eight and four, but BYU will also finish at five and four in conference play, a three-way tie, BYU, Oklahoma, and UCF by head-to-head matchups. This is how it'll shake out because I have BYU beating Oklahoma at home in week 12. Again, the season being 13 weeks. That's the second to last week of the season. BYU does lose a non-conference game to Arkansas. They lose to TCU and Texas Tech and Texas and Oklahoma State. But I think BYU sneaks up on some folks like West Virginia, Kansas, and even Oklahoma at home. BYU at seven for me. Now, you ready? The contenders. The rest of this list, people that I think could make a, a, could make a trip to Arlington. At number six. Yeah, just take us all the way to to um, three because yeah. I kind of want to leave. I want some major drama. Right. Leading, oh, yeah. 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 Although <laughs> if anybody listens along, they'll be able to get those final two. But I, I am curious how you put the final two. But yeah, do right. the next uh, at, do the next few. Here. So process of elimination. You know, there are quite a few teams left. Six teams left at number six in the Big 12 this year. Oklahoma State at nine and three, six and three in conference play. And I know what you're thinking. Oklahoma State has one of the worst rosters in the Big 12. They're not very good. And you're exactly right. But it's Mike Gundy. And when they're not supposed to be good, they win. And their schedule is the easiest in the Big 12. Listen to this, Matt. Non-conference, I'm not even going to go through. It's too easy. In-conference, Iowa State, terrible. Kansas, Kansas. West Virginia, terrible. Cincinnati, Oklahoma at home. UCF, Houston, BYU. They get all four of the new schools. They're going to sweep through that. They will have, they're going to trip. They're going to lose to Kansas State, who's pretty good. They're going to lose to UCF on the road, and I think they get upset by Houston on the road as well because that's what Gundy does. He wins the games he's not supposed to, then loses the snoozer late in the year, 9-3 and three for Oklahoma State. They have one of the more tricky they, – they're a chaos team. I think Oklahoma State and Baylor are my chaos teams that could just wreak havoc on people who are true contenders and want to go to Arlington. Number five, Matt. By the way, I, I would just say he doesn't win the Bedlam game almost ever. I mean, like his – his record in Bedlam is but remember, horrendous. Matt, Oklahoma's yeah. bad this year, and it's at Oklahoma State. I, I know it just never matters. I bet oh, he's okay. won. Well, I bet he's won two or three uh, Bedlam games his entire career at Oklahoma well, that's State. That's the last one, so I, I'm going to give it to him. No, top five here. Number five, Texas. Best roster in the Big 12, but they always <laughs> have the best roster in the Big 12. Matt, last year they had the best <laughs> roster in the Big 12. They finished 8-4 and four in the regular season. The University of Texas Longhorns, formerly with Longhorn Network and of the Big 12, they lose to Alabama on the road. That one's obvious. 
They lose to Baylor on the road in an upset. I think the Bears get them in game four this year. They lose to Kansas State at home, similar to how they lost to TCU at home last season. And they lose on the road against TCU. Those are four very tough games. I think Texas trips in all of them. They finish 8-4 and four for consecutive seasons. Now, before you go crazy, Steve Sarkeesian has a career record of 51-43. and 43. His record at Texas is 13-12. and 12. That's not very good. The guy has not been a very good head football coach when you break down his record. Texas goes 8-4 and four this year. They're the best team in the Big 12. But Quinn Ewers had very similar stats to guess who? Blake Shapin. And Baylor went 6-7. and seven. I don't believe it. I'm not buying the Quinn Ewers hype. Texas at 5. Ready for the top four, Matt? Well, I just that's a that's tough on the old Longhorns. I mean, part Is of it? me really enjoys this, but part of me, I mean, to have them five with that level of talent, Aaron, that has to be an area. Even even with your anti-Longhorn feelings, this has to be a major quibble with this uh, with this conference uh, record prediction series that Drake is continuing. Major quibble? Yeah, I think Texas will finish. I don't think they'll win, and I think they'll actually finish second. I don't think Oklahoma State is going to be any good this year. They lost half their team to the transfer portal, including Spencer Sanders. I think that both them and BYU will finish below Cincinnati. So I didn't agree with that. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Strongly disagree. Okay, Strong, I have that yeah. down as a strong disagreement. Continue on. All right, so that was Texas at five. I don't think they go to Arlington this year. The reason they're tied, Texas is tied with in a three-way at uh, with Baylor and Oklahoma State because Baylor finishes fourth. They have that head-to-head win against UT. Uh, eight and four season for the Bears this year. Baylor loses to Utah early in the year. They also be, so they beat Texas. Remember, I told you that they start three and one with a loss to Utah, but they beat Texas at home. Then they get upset. Welcome to the Big 12. They lose to UCF on the road. But then, master chaos creators, they beat Texas Tech at home. Their next couple of losses, Kansas State on the road, TCU on the road. Those are not shocking. Baylor finishes at 8-4 and four this season. They are fourth in the Big 12. Anybody upset with that? 8-4 and four is great, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that seems about right. I think, I think that would be coming from 6-7, and seven, improvement, I, I think having those eight home games, though, you might get greedy. You might like to see a nine and three, and, and certainly you're leaving some upside there, Drake. Awesome. The Bears could finish with uh, nine wins, but I, I think eight and four, definite improvement, and it just really it's, it's kind of like however it plays out. You know, if they if they finish strong, then we'll feel be, we'll be feeling great about like the next season. Yeah, if they come out firing and get you know, get like up to seven and one or eight and one and then finish poorly like last season, we're going to have a completely different kind of feeling about that eight and four. Yeah. It just really, see, you know, we got to see how it plays out. But be, uh, I like it. I, I like the prediction. Seven and two and lose two of their last three because they go on the road against Kansas State and at TCU. Those are tough. So Baylor at four. Uh, I'm pushing the clock here. So my top three, top three in the Big 12 this year. Number three, they just went to the national championship. They're not going to Arlington, but they finished seven and two. The TCU Horn Frogs—they're going to beat the brakes off of Colorado this weekend. It's not going to be close. They're going to start their year seven and zero oh, because their schedule's so easy. Houston win, Iowa State win, BYU's a win at home. They do lose on the road to Kansas State. They lose on the road to Texas Tech. They do beat Baylor. They beat Oklahoma, and I think TCU beats Texas. 
I like this roster still. They return a lot of offensive linemen. Remember, remember, Chandler Morris threw for 500 yards against Baylor. Horned Frogs go 10-2, and 7-2. The reason they're not at Arlington is because they lost to Texas Tech. That head-to-head matchup. Texas Tech see Joey McGuire at AT&T Stadium, number two in the Big 12, 10-2 overall, 7-2 in conference play this year. Tech loses. They lose to Baylor and they lose to Texas, but the rest of their schedule is easy enough to book themselves a, a trip to Arlington. Maybe they go 9-3 and three with a loss to Oregon in the non-conference. I've got Tech at two. Tyler Shuck, a great quarterback. And then at number one, 11-1 this season. I love what they bring back. I think Will Howard's the best quarterback in the Big 12, the Kansas State Wildcats. They're non-con, easy enough. They win at Missouri. They're in conference. UCF, ah, Oklahoma State, ah, Houston, they're going to beat them. I think they beat Baylor at home. They get TCU at home. They get Iowa State at home. They're going to win those games. The one big game you circle, yeah, two of them, I guess, at Texas Tech and at Texas. They're going to split those. I think they lose at Texas Tech. But again, remember how Texas lost at home to TCU last year. Kansas State beats Texas at Texas. Texas Tech, Kansas State in Arlington. Oklahoma and Texas, sour taste in your mouth. Goodbye, see you later. And two of the irate eight play for it all. Wow. Two of the irate eight. Texas Tech and K-State get it on. Um, Aaron, real quick, you like that? Do you like that matchup? I mean, are you that high on Joey McGuire? No. Or is, is that, okay, Tech's a well, little high in your estimation. But, I, boy, it's a fun matchup, though. K-State and the Red Raiders. The only thing, I, I would swap Texas and Texas Tech where he has them. And, like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd bump. Slightly down Oklahoma State and BYU. But other than that, I agree. I think TCU and Baylor are right where they should be. And I think Kansas State wins the conference again. All right. We'll have Mac play the game, too. (laughs) 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 I think he's going to predict that Baylor Director of Athletics joins the Matt Mosley Show next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. Duly Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Duly Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DulyNoted.com, a human side of the law. 
Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5 and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out at 5thStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton in with me. Mac Rhodes now joining us. Baylor Director of Athletics. Mac, are you ready? I mean, it's finally here. Uh, happy first game week. Uh, last minute planning. Boy, thanks for doing this with all the stuff you have going on. But uh, I'd have to think you're pretty excited as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Absolutely. I am a uh, huge college football fan and, uh, and even a bigger, obviously, Baylor college football fan. So I, I can't wait to, to get it kicked off Saturday at 6 p.m. against the, uh, the Bobcats of Texas State. And so fired up and uh, looking forward to it. Baylor has a new defensive coordinator, great players, you know, in the portal. I just start you off here. You know, what are your expectations for this season? Do you have a number when you start a season? Do you have a number of wins like in the back of your mind? Uh, what are your expectations for this team? Because it's this seems like a real X factor type team. You know, uh, predicted anywhere from fifth or sixth. 
but really seems like they could make a move, maybe like TCU did last year? Yeah, no, I, it's a it's a great question, and um, you know, it's it's you know certainly hard. You know, you think about you know actual wins, number of wins, and there's as you know, you, you've been covering college sports for for many many years. There's there's so many multiple factors that that play into that. You know, obviously injuries are are certainly certainly a, a, a key. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I expect, you know, this this team to be, you know, better, you know, both sides of the ball, special teams um, than than last year. Um, you know, certainly expect uh, postseason play. You know, I, I think we've got some some question marks. You know, when you think about impact of of uh, you know, young men that decided to, to, to enter the transfer portal and, and, you know, and come to Baylor. Uh, we, we've got, you know, um, uh, uh, offensive line that hasn't, hasn't played a lot together, obviously, but, but has great promise. And so, you know, certainly, you know, the, 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 you know, postseason play and, you know, uh, Matt, I, I think, you know, we, we are in the process of, of building a program that, you know, hopefully is in a position to compete for, you know, big 12 championships, you know, consistently. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think that's where this, this program is moving and, uh, and, you know, that, that should be the, the expectation for us, for us all. And eight home games sort of makes you think about that type of thing. I mean, it's, it's uh it just doesn't happen very often. Don't think it's ever happened at Baylor. Uh, and you and I have talked about it. It could be an incredible springboard. Uh, and I think that's imp- it's important Saturday to kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. You never know how these things are going to go. They may be some adversity. But this really does feel like a very important. They're all important. But a, but a way to kind of set the tone and set the table uh, for trying to get rolling at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned eight home games. That's that's the most in uh, in the history of, of Baylor football, right? And, uh, you know, it's not rocket science. Um, you win more games at at home than you do than you do on the road, and so you know that's you know uh, an advantage as as well. Um, you know, we're we're playing a, a Texas State team, brand new coach DJ Kenny, right? That's that has ties to, to Baylor. Um, dad was a, a linebacker here and, and he, he's got a brother that's a, a walk on receiver here. Uh, obviously pro- prolific offense. Um, but we, you know, we, we need to, in, in my opinion, you know, um, start strong and, um, and, you know, play our best, best football that, that we're capable of playing, you know, against, against Texas state and, you know, um, come out of that game like and, and feel like we we you know have got some some momentum for you know uh, the the next week's game, which is as you know against a uh, a really good you know great Utah game. By the way, I'll I'll make sure that that I watch that game you know tomorrow night against against Florida. But uh, 
the focus, right, we can't be thinking about, about Utah. The focus has got to be, you know, uh, Texas State, and, and we've got to play clean football and, uh, and run around and uh, certainly be the best versions of ourselves that, that, that we can be uh, against them on, on Saturday night at, at 6 p.m. Mac, obviously there's a lot of hype around it being game week in college football, but it feels like this expansion thing is still getting equal time. As you look over to the ACC, you see Stanford and Cal and SMU and the possibility of bringing in three teams to replace three teams that might leave the TV deals and everything. What do you make of the situation going on out east, and could it carry over to impact the Big 12? Yeah, great question. Um, I certainly appreciate that. Um, you know, I think you know as a as a you know administrator in the space and, and going through what we we just went through in terms of Big Twelve and, and adding four Pac twelve schools. Yeah, you're you're keeping an eye on it, and um, you know certainly interested and 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 maybe you know intrigued. You, you think about all of the variables and in, in the ACC and you know their their contract running you know through twenty thirty six and you know, the, the addition or, or maybe the addition of those, those three teams and, you know, how that will work from a, from a revenue standpoint. Um, I think it's, you know, um, it's, you know, they'll, they'll potentially, you know, if they, if they do add those, those teams is, you know, um, give them, you know, less than a full share and, and, um, and maybe, you know, a no share that that's been, you know, publicly reported when you when you think about SMU. And so maybe there's some additional monies for for the other the original members. Um, I don't know that it that it impacts the uh, the, the Big 12. Um, I think, you know, we're we're, you know, at our at our max right now when you think about 16 football schools, you know, the, uh, the the new contract, you know, with with ESPN and and, uh, and with Fox, and particularly with ESPN that begins, you know, July 1, 2025, you know, that that called, you know, for, you know, uh, pro rata up to up to four schools had to be had to be power five schools. And so, you know, I think we're in a in a good spot. And, um, and, and it really puts us in a, in a great position to go back you know, um, for, for that, that next TV contract that would begin on, you know, July 1, 20, uh, 2031. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, the, I think the question is going to be, you know, how stable, um, or not does it remain after, you know, uh, this, this, this potential ACC expansion, um, you know, does there continue to be, um, unrest, you know, Florida state has been very, very outspoken. Um, you know, do you, do you see anything more, uh, within that conference? You know, um, I grew up in this business with, with Jimmy Phillips and, you know, I, I certainly have great respect for him and, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a tough circumstance. And, and, uh, and I think he's, he's doing uh, as well with it as, as anybody, anybody in the industry could. So a uh, lot of, a lot of things to, to keep your eyes on. Mac Rose joined the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas. What about, uh, isn't that wild that SMU not, you kind of hint at it, hinted at it, the not even taking a, 
a payout saying, hey, we want in. Boy, that shows how bad people want a seat at the table. Uh, And I guess it speaks highly of their donors, doesn't it, Mac, that they're willing to step up and pay all that. But it's still kind of shocking when you see a school willing to do that, to get that seat at the table. Yeah, no, I I think, you know, um, you're, you're right. I I think what's, what's interesting and, you know, I've got great respect for Rick Hart. Um, He's done such a great job there at, at, at SMU and, and um, you know, certainly, you know, a fan of his and, and want, you know, what's best for, for their program. But, you know, it's just a, it's an interesting conversation. Like I, I caught, a little bit of a, of an article, you know, Washington state and, uh, and Oregon state and, you know, what, what happens there, whether the, the name remains pack, you know, uh, whatever the, the number is right. Or, or, you know, um, if it's a, if it's a, you know, merger with the mountain West, you know, what, what happens there, but this, this idea of, you know, if uh, if an Oregon State and a, and a Washington State become members of of a of a of a Mountain West, right, with the expanded playoff, um, does that give them you know better access to to the playoff, right, than than through the the Pac-12, or if they were, you know, if there was a mechanism for them to to join another another Power Five, and so I think those are all of the the conversations that are that are happening and. You know, how, you know, when you think about SMU and, and the American Athletic Conference, you know, their, um, you know, their route, their journey to the, to the, to the CFP, is it, is it better there versus, versus the, the ACC, particularly if they're, if they're not going to receive any revenues. And so I, I know that they've ran, ran that ground ball out, mm-hmm. but, uh, so that's, that's the craziness and, and speaks to the times that we're in right now and uh in all of those those variables what what about the six plus six or the five plus seven the college football playoff the presidents everybody or the commissioners were meeting today that meeting broke up about two hours ago they talked about it haven't done anything want to wait fully for realignment um where do you where do you see that going eventually because i know you have opinions on on that for sure yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I do think you you've got to at least right now, given given what we know to, today. I, I mean, I, I think it's it's got to change from the six, you know, highest seeded conference champions to to you know you probably need to reduce that that by by one. Um, you know, uh, are we gonna, you know, when we when we get out of this this contract, current CFP contract, is it going to remain at at 12 is their conversation about it, about it going to, going to 16. And so I, I think all of those things are, are, are part of the conversation. You know, um, we, we have a current distribution model where it's a, it's a, you know, set amount for, for each, each of the power five conference, you know, um, where does that go? You know, do we do we uh, obviously begin to think about a, a, a per institution amount, you know, for for power fives? And so, you know, conferences that that have, you know, a higher number of, of institutions aren't aren't penalized. And so those are all things that are that are part of this this conversation. And, um, you know, will will need to be, you know, vetted and and uh, and worked out. 
and uh, we'll we'll see where it lands. Do you like sixteen? Do you like more? You know, availability or more teams, or does it at that point does it get a little unwieldy in your mind? Yeah, Matt, that's it's probably something that I need to think about a little bit more. Does it does it get too watered down? Does does the number from twelve to to sixteen make sure that uh, that that uh, or does it make it feel like it it just gets it gets watered down? I I like the idea of of uh, let me tell you what I do like. I like the idea of you know the the, the top four uh, getting buys. Um, I think you know you you earn that right. Um, I like you know. Uh, the, the idea of, of first round games at, at home sites and, um, you know, certainly obviously, you know, uh, incorporating the, the New York, the New York six games in, into, into the model. So, you know, I really felt good about, um, and, and really, and really strong about, um, about 12 and so you know for whatever reason right now i'm i'm set on that but and but certainly would would and and would need to think about more of the of the 16 16 team model mac you talk about revenue sharing and tv i hear fans all the time oh the sec is so much better because teams make you know 50 million dollars a year and the big 12 30 or whatever it might be can you give me an example of where you see the difference between 30 35 40 million dollars because Obviously, the fans don't get that money. That extra five, ten million dollars in TV or college football playoff revenue. Where does that make the biggest difference? Yeah, I think um, I think that still remains to be seen um, uh, a little bit, you know. Um, and and I give you an example, um, like. Um, the, the the Big Twelve or you know the the ACC um, and and the ACC already has you know one coach but um, will we you know have the the ability to pay a, a head football coach for example nine million ten million um, you know uh, and so do you do you see it there in terms of you know, salaries for, for head coaches, for, for assistant coaches. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily worry about more staff to be, to be candid with you. I think the, yeah. the proliferation of staff just means more chaos. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's been interesting. I think you can make an argument that um, in, in the attempt to become more efficient, um, do more things, right? People have added more more staff, and I think in in many ways it's it's become less efficient. Um, you know, um, services for student athletes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that um, you know we Baylor are are going to going to provide you know the the, the same level of, of healthcare, you know, health and wellness type services, um, academic services, all of those things. And so, you know, I think primarily, um, is, is probably in that, in that one, one category of personnel. The fan experience, very important to you. It sounds like I was hearing, 
uh, that that maybe you've addressed some things and, and during the football and you expect a, a really good outcome. What what is your your thought for that and um, and and what do you kind of expect as we get ready for this first game? Eight home games. Obviously, uh, you know I kind of heard you talking about it. You don't want lulls. Sometimes, I mean, it's great to recognize people. Sometimes there are going to be natural lulls. Uh, is that something you've had your department uh, really take a strong look at, is, uh, is making it even a, a more exciting game day atmosphere? Well, I, I think, the, I think the, the, the great news is, um, you know, we, we've got a staff that, that always wants to be better, get better. And so, you know, I think at, at the, the end of each season, and even – you know, during the season, right, uh, are trying to make tweaks, adjustments, and and how do we how do we do this best? How do we do it better? You know, um, you know, I, I I want there to be great energy, um, you know, in the stadium, and um, and so you know this this high energy, you know, not 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 as many lulls, right? When when do we run certain in game? When do we run stuff on? on the video board, the, the, the music, those are all things that, um, you know, the, the, the fan engagement team has, has taken a, a close look at. We've got a new multimedia rights partner in Playfly, And so they, they've been part of the, the, the conversation. And, and so, um, you know, it's a, it's an area that, um, you know, we, you know, need to continue involve, uh, evolving and, and get better. Uh, but um, I, th- I think our team has, has has done a, a really a, a great job and has got a, a great plan in place. Looking at this Saturday, Mac, and and the heat. That's one thing I've seen a lot of these promos out about on Twitter. How, how do you how do you balance bringing a bunch of fans and opposing team in town and and and, and the hundred and eighty one degrees you saw a couple of years ago on the turf and it, it might reach close to that. Yeah, it's hard, you know. Um, you know, you you certainly you know think about and talk about about game times, but you know games, particularly early September in in Central Texas, it's 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 going to be hot. You know, um, you guys remember the the Iowa State game years ago? I think that's the one that that you're referencing, Drake, when when you talk about the the on field on field temperatures. You know, there was there was conversations about and with TV partners in terms of game times early on and. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to, to mandate that. And, and, uh, you know, you, you've got, you know, um, you know, only, only a certain amount of, of TV windows and, right. and sometimes you just can't, you can't accommodate, accommodate all of that. And so, um, you know, we, we try to, I think, do our, our very, very best, you know, when we think about, you know, fan safety and, and water, water stations, our students, you know, water, water stations, you know, all of those things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we, we, we try to be as thoughtful we, as we can about making sure that, um, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can for it to be a, a comfortable and safe environment for, for our fans. So, um, you know, and, you know, so much about has been made about game times and, and, um, you know, the, the fact of the matter, when you think about our, our 12 home games, we only control two of those game times and, you know, probably different factors drove, drove different, the, the, the two different game times. And so, um, we, we have the, we've had the conversation. People have asked us quite frankly about, 
you know, turf versus versus natural grass. And, you know, we've we've looked at the, the, the pluses and minuses of, of each and, um, you know, really, really hard if you have a natural grass surface for, you know, for it to be used other events by by other people. Right. Um, you know, trying to take care of it and and the, and the cost that's that's behind that. And, uh, you know, the, the, the staffing and, and all of that. So, I mean, we've, we have vetted it, it, it all out. And, uh, yeah. so don't know that's a, that's a great answer, but, but that's the answer. Well, I tell you, it was uh, fun catching up with you. Uh, look forward to seeing you Saturday. We also want to mention, uh, soccer I, Thursday evening, um, and that's going to be a fun game. And I've been uh, talking, we had Michelle on last week and it's kind of exciting the way they've started. She's putting together a really young and exciting team. And then, um, and then of course, uh, volleyball, uh, Friday night, which we've had a tremendous program for so many years. So I don't want to short some of the other sports, uh, leading up to, uh, football, but Mac, appreciate you, uh, appreciate you doing this and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you both. Thanks, Mac. All right, there he goes. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, on a lot of different topics there. And uh, we will uh, we will be back to kind of wrap that up, react to a few things that Mac said in the dismount. We'll do it next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. The Axtell Coaches Show with Craig Horn is brought to you by Triple S Sports. Big business-like win for your team to start the season. Defensively, what did you guys do so well to hold Moody to three points on Friday night? Uh, we we played well up front. Uh, we talked about last week. You know, we're we're starting to play fast, and and uh, not that we're not without our mistakes, but we we just we played faster than they did up front. And Offensively, did you like how your unit performed on that side of the ball? It looked like a pretty efficient night from your crew. Well, we we were we were really sloppy in the first half, and didn't score an offensive touchdown in the first half. We turned it over a couple of times, had a couple of penalties on a drive that backed us up pretty good, and, and we didn't convert. But the second half, especially the third quarter, we come out and did what we should have been doing all along. So, you know, typical first game stuff where, you know, you get out there and you get a couple of new kids in new positions and make a few mistakes. You turn the ball over once or twice, and, and – uh you know, next thing you know, you're you're in a sloppy situation. But we, we got it cleaned up in that third quarter as soon as we came out after halftime and, you know, gave us something to build on into this week. What what does Bartlett do well that's gonna challenge your guys, coach? Uh they're talented. Uh they've got they've got athletes on the field and they're they're big where they need to be big and they're talented where they need to be talented. They just you know, it's it's kind of the same old Bartlett though. They're you know, they're they're struggling in some areas and you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of continuity with, with Mary and the skill guys with the line and, and whatnot. And so, you know, at some point they may put it together, and, and when they do, they'll they'll have a pretty solid little team. But, you know, they're, they're going to give us a challenge, athletically speaking, but uh, fundamentally, and uh, you know, we should be in a good situation. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs. 
with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is Rob Fortson of Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service local market specializing in high-quality meats at a fair and honest price. That's Texas-raised beef, no fillers or hormones. Fortson's Meat Market can improve your game-day grill skills with tender steaks cut just the way you want, moist brisket, fall-off-the-bone ribs, juicy pork, and chicken. And who could forget about our famous homemade sausage and jerky prepared right here in our Fortson's Meat Market. Make sure you follow us on Facebook for great deals and weekly specials. Fortune's Meat Market located just south of the Circle in Robinson. You'll find gifts for the whole family. Jewelry, candles, home decor and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn and deer feeders, outdoor furniture plus farm and ranch supplies including gates, panels and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa and the gang at China Spring Country Store. 9030 China Spring Highway and at ChinaSpringCountryStore.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Good stuff from Mac Rhodes. Boy, we've had some fun guests this week. G.J. Kinney, the Texas State uh, coach. Earlier today, Tim Kawakami from uh, The Athletic, the man who helped launch The Athletic as a, uh, well, as a uh, publishing uh, source and, and uh, really good reads uh, on a daily basis. Uh, but that was, uh, Drake, a, a pretty strong day there and some interesting stuff 
from Mac. I mean, he's not wanting to look past Texas State, but yeah. you can tell that Utah is on his mind and oh, yeah. um, starting hot, build, you know, kind of building that momentum. But man, that's uh, I really feel like that's what he he wanted to kind of talk Utah. But you know, obviously, it's right. it's uh, we got to kind of wait till they they take care of uh, Texas State. Yeah, obviously, the Texas State's the first game <laughs> first game of the year, so you got to beat them first. But, yeah, if you're in Mac's position or even in, in our position, Matt, it's easy to start looking at the big games. And uh, Utah is the big one. I was more interested. I was so interested in how he, how he pieced together the, the ACC, the revenue sharing and all of that. I just think it's so intriguing. What a time to be an athletic director in, in college athletics. Yep, and he shared a lot with us, and we appreciate that. Always fun interviews with Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. Aaron, thank you. Drake, thank you. Everybody have a tremendous evening, and we will see you again tomorrow beginning at 3 p.m. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency.